Hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. Hey, trips that you plan for the next whole week. Bands too long for a nigga so cheap and your flex so deep, your sex so deep. You got it, girl, you got it. Hey, you got it, girl, you got it. Yeah, pretty little thing, you got a bag and now you violent. You just took it off the line, no mileage. Waiting, hitting you, the DM looking violent. Talking while you come around and now they silent. You are listening to the Ill Advice Wise Guys podcast. Starring UJ and QDZ. Yo, 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 yo. We are the ill-advised wise guys. It's your boy, UJ. I got my boy. QDZ. For Sheezy. It's way too easy. Bro Hamselinski just ate a cold cut sandwich cheesy. Hey, hopefully that wasn't from uh, Jimmy John's. Because Jimmy John's is trash. What are you talking I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm on this, like, F Jimmy John's wave. Like, that I don't know joint what is, it is. garbage. Did, did, did Jimmy John's slap you in college or something? Jimmy like, wh- why? Jimmy John's is ass, man. Like, for real, for real. It's, you know why? It's kind of sad. You, you, don't, you, you, just, you just can't get with the cold subs. Like, that's something that yeah. it, it, it's an acquired taste. Yeah, that's really, actually, that's exactly what it is. Like, I'm not, I'm not a cold like, cut kind of person like at all man, you gotta do the cold cut program man like that's that's the way you eat sandwiches that's how, that's how they ate sandwiches in the great depression man yeah get with it <laughs> what are we so we got to live like we're in the great depression that's what you're saying every once in a while my brother yeah all right um anyway this is episode 53 53 53 ain't no damn aka's my brother we we that we we've deaded that uh we've deaded yeah, that we that's we gotta, that we gotta, we gotta Negro streets that. the streets are done all right the, the 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 streets are done the AKA the damn AKAs are done I, I'm I actually it's sad because like I'm all the AKAs are done yeah man like also ain't no, done what you talking about also, what, what you also known as about? man hey keep hey hey listen I'm not talking about the real AKAs I'm talking about that's what I'm saying like since 1908 they run they they running strong what is that hundred and Hundred and actually, what's what's hundred and eleven years? Hey, don't Jeez. don't misquote now. They'll, they'll be on your ass. Nah, I'm. I would never, never disrespect the AKAs, man. Like that's a, a storied franchise that uh has so many <laughs> has so many franchise players. It's unbelievable, man. That is like, true, dude. How many freaking AKAs have been given the max contract out here? How many? I, I I could probably I could probably go on for days, man. <laughs> and by max contract, you mean rings on their fingers, pretty, right? Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> anyway, man. Uh, yeah, man. What's up with you, man? What you up to? Hey, man, just chilling, chilling. You know, living life, enjoying this summertime, summertime shine. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Enjoying music. You know, this is the this is the best time for music. Everybody wants to own the summer. Yeah, we'll see. And who, so, like, we'll everybody's swinging for the fences. We'll see who has it in them because 
I can I can tell you one one song we're gonna talk about this episode might be on this uh this uh song of the summer. Uh it's it's like a low key, low, low, low key song of the summer. I think it's gonna be a slow build. And uh it rhymes with the song rhymes with like uh not even the song, but like, you know. We 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 y'all are gonna know who the hell we talking about. I'm sure like y'all already know. Like Chris Brown and Drake dropped the song. Like, can we just I'll just cut to the chase. I'm gonna save the I'm gonna save the review, but I just wanna let y'all know that Chris Brown is about to freaking heat up these damn streets. Dude, I was gonna say this man is low fighting. Low fighting. This man just dropped or sorry, he's about to drop what, like forty songs again? The hell? (laughs) Like, does this man sleep? I mean, he dropped and, 50 songs on the last project. Come on. And and 40 songs, and each and every one will be fire. Like, the only human being I know that can do that. Shit, we'll see about each that. Each and every one will be fire. We'll see about that's, that. That's facts. Hey, man. Uh, facts. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a slow day, man. I think it's actually a slow year with music, and I'm hoping that things change for the better. But then again, it's already June, so, like, I don't have any expectations at this point in the year. I really don't. But watch, watch the summer happen, and then like everybody shuts the hell up that's been talking about this slow year in music. Watch, like you, you, you know somebody out the blue like Kendrick or somebody big is gonna drop, and we and we're gonna be like, yo, what the fuck? Watch, I already know. Hey, I mean, I hey, know, hey, man. Speak, if you speak it into fruition, there's a good chance it might happen. Yeah, man. Um, damn, man. I just, yo, you know what I just ate. I just had some barbecue, man. Some, some barbecue, what? Some real barbecue, you know, like the the pulled pulled meat, like you know, like get some pulled chicken with with you know, uh, uh, okay. uh, 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 you know how people normally eat pulled pork just on like a bun. Yeah. Except I just had the pulled meat with no bun. So, I, is that still did, eating barbecue? Did you make it? Nah, hell no. The hell? Oh, where'd you go there? Uh, I don't know, man. This was like some leftover shit that like we've been having for like a couple days now that I just said, fuck it. I'm going to finish it off. But that sounds like a homeless person's mail. But hey, 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 stop judging. All right. I'm full now. That's actually all that matters. <laughs> that sounds like you, you, you pulled a, a pulled hamstring you about to get from pulled pork. Whatever, man. You a hater. But anyway, man, let's start this damn show, shall we? Yes, sir. But first, as always, we start this show off with our Watch the Throne segment. And on that segment, we're going to give you guys some new music that dropped. We're going to give you guys our opinions as to why we think it sucked or why we thought it was amazing. And trust me, there were some heavy hitters that dropped some really, really, I think, surprisingly good albums on on this list we got going on uh, for this episode. So stay tuned for that. All right, and then from there, you know, we got the ill and the not so advised. My favorite segment. If anybody told you otherwise, they're lying. It's my favorite segment. And if if in that segment, we get to tell you what songs are great, the songs are good, and the songs that are basura. (laughs) You don't want basura in your library. It can it can give you a virus. I, I keep warning you. I'm an IT guy at heart. It'll give you a virus. Remove the basura from your systems. Yeah, man. 
Hey, I'm convinced, man. Anytime you say something, anytime you diss something with a different language, people get extra hurt. Like, I called Trippy Reds last, you know, the song he dropped. We talked about it on the last episode that um, Under Enemy Arms, I called that joint Basura on Instagram. People lost their damn minds. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yo, what if, I swear if I just said it was trash, like, people wouldn't be as up in arms. But as soon as you say Basuda, it's like, what the hell? He even used a different language? What the hell? What's wrong with this guy? Extra disrespectful, my brother. Extra. Whatever, man. Anyway, and then after that, we'll get into the Ill- ill-advised thoughts. Ill-advised thoughts. Wait, thoughts? Thoughty. Uh, thoughts. Or yeah, thoughts. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Thoughts. T H O U G H T M. Oh shit! You can spell, man. Damn. Thoughts. Hey, okay. hey, hey, that 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 master's degree, that shit came in handy just now. Okay, bro. Well. Not tater thoughts. You no. didn't say thoughts. Tater thoughts. All right. Tater thoughts for you, thoughts. You know, you know that. Uh, the, oh. Wait, what? Oh. The hell was With that? The, oh. It's thought or thought, like thoughts, like thought. Yo, I don't like, know. You know, if you say like a New York or a New York accent, thoughts. You know, they got thoughts. <laughs> thoughts, <laughs> son. Thoughts. Son. <laughs> son. Hey, that's one of the. I love that word. You call somebody son. Uh-huh. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. That shit is hilarious. It can be disrespectful or it can be welcoming. Yeah. You can just, say, yo, son. What's up, son? Just, or you can say, man, sit down, son. Just like a whole bunch of words in the English language slash American uh, uh, vocabulary. That shit has like double meanings, but whatever. I'm you, not... you know what? I was just thinking about that. You know, I was watching 90 Day Fiance, one of my favorite shows on TV. And one of the people on 90 Day Fiance was was trying to learn English. She was from Brazil. She was trying to learn English. Okay. And I, that's when things started to click. The people that teach English in these other countries always teach them words that Americans ain't using. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no wonder, like, these foreigners, a lot of foreigners that come here, they just always say big words, right? You know, they don't know how to say the simple things, but they know the big words. Like, so I was watching it, and one of the Brazilian people were being taught the word harp. I was like, yo, I've never used the word harp a day in my life. Why do you need to learn that? Why does that have to be the first 100 words that you need to know to speak English? Yeah. Oh, I don't, that, was my rant. that was just a random rant. You know, I mean, even if you do like... No, uh, yeah, I don't know why, man. But I, I, even when you do, even, mm-hmm. even when you do, um, you know, when you learn Spanish or when you learn French, yeah, they teach you all these weird-ass words that you're not going to use. <laughs> if I'm in danger, it's an emergency. Why do I need to learn how to say giraffe? What the hell? What, what? Hey, listen. You know, they man. teach you all these random ass words. Hey, 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 hey. Do you, I, you know what? You're actually sparking a uh, a deeper conversation. I'm I'm drawing connections that have nothing to do with language now. Uh you know what's along the same lines of the of the of the argument you're making? Like why the hell do you, when you go to college, you got to learn about biology if if my major has nothing to do with biology? The fuck? Like what the hell does biology and chemistry have to do with anything that I'm going to learn in the, in the, in the real world? 
Like what? You gotta be. That's different. No, you no. Be, that's the same. You that's the same logic. Versatile. You gotta be versatile. So then, so then, keep that same energy with people learning giraffe. Hey, you, yo, you, you mean? You mean? You mean? When you try to learn the, the the English language, you need to learn things that are important. Yeah, giraffe is important. What? Come on. Ain't no important giraffe. Listen, I, <laughs> yo, I need come a on. rush. I need to find a way to get to the airport. Hopefully, somebody can help me. I know five words. Hello, my name is Giraffe. No, you need to learn emergency words and words that are important that everyday Americans use on a daily basis. Come on now. Hey, but guess what, though? It's crazy, but it actually makes sense. All these people who are learning languages in different countries, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's proper English and there's English that's used around the world and then there's American English. Like, that's actually... Like the the slang, all the different sayings, it's specific to America, you know. So so that's why I mean, honestly, I feel like that's why all these people who learn languages in different different countries, man, they don't. They it's like they're not assuming that you're going to be living in America. Like there's a whole lot of countries in this world that use English, <laughs> that are not you called have, America. So you have absolutely no clue what you're talking about. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's okay. facts. All right. When did I? The when did I? When did matter, I lie? What are you talking about? The fact of the matter is, they need to learn. If they're teaching, they need to teach important words. I and don't who, need to tell, know what a cantaloupe And who's t- you, dude? You're bringing up random ass words that, <laughs> like what the? I mean, obviously, okay. I'm bringing up random <laughs> words. Giraffe, cantaloupe. That's your examples. <laughs> what you want me to do? I'm how not about, the one being taught. How about walk? I mean, hey, I'm pretty sure they're being taught that word. I mean, come on, like there's there's useful words that they're being taught. You you giving these extreme okay. examples. That... Think about think about think about Spanish class and think about all the other words that were useless that you learned in the class. That's what I'm saying. You learn a lot of useless words that you will not be needing right at that very moment if you want to learn English. At that very moment, you want to know the critical words. Why do I got to learn about? Go ahead and use another. All these word. other words. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, 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 obviously, volcano. <laughs> obviously, if we're talking about a damn a comedy show, I'm gonna try to make you laugh with some words. But there's a lot of useless <laughs> words that they say. Yeah, all, right, all right, all right. Hey, yeah, they use don't, duh too. Don't don't get mad when people say giraffe to you that don't speak proper English. Like, I guess yeah, you know say, why. You I'm know say, you know I'm why. Say, damn it. I'm gonna sit there and say, why the hell are you telling me a giraffe right now when the car your car is burning right now? <laughs> That's the only word you know is giraffe. Dog, you, you don't know help. You sound <laughs> you sound crazy right now. But uh, on that note, I, actually, I want you to keep that same wild ass energy. In that ill-advised mm-hmm. point of view, and as we talk about this damn music, how about that? Of course. Watch the throne. So, with the first album on the Watch the Throne segment, we got Gold Link, the King of the DMV, with his new project called Diaspora. And, uh, man. Man, man, man. I, I think I want to start off here. I, I really want to, I really want to like sort of give my take on this. And I, I, I want to see what you think. Cause, um, 
I honestly I've been listening to this album since it came out, like consistently, and uh, I'm impressed. I'm I'm very impressed. You know, Gold Link has sort of uh, he's he's sort of jumped on my radar. I think he probably jumped on everybody's radar with his hit song "Crew," right? Where he obviously had this undeniable song that sort of um it crossed over really i mean i don't know if gold link was aiming for this like crossover appeal uh where the everybody around the world would know his name would know uh, uh what he looks like actually i'm not even sure if everybody knows what he looks like but shit i know what he looks nobody, like nobody nobody knows what he looks like <laughs> hey 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 i know what he looks like damn it um so i'm not sure what he was aiming for but i thought at least for me, that's when I took him seriously. So, like any person who jumps on the bandwagon of somebody who has a hit song, for at least for me, what I like to do is go back and listen to old music. And I like to see, okay, who is this guy? You know, like, what kind of music has he been dropping? Is this a fluke? And so, when I did my research, originally, I was like, all right, this guy, he's pretty consistent. Like, I can see why he had this hit. Now, he obviously had some help from Shy Glizzy and Brent Fayez all DC natives. So I was impressed. Now he's dropped a couple singles since crew that led up until this particular album called diaspora that sort of bubbled, I think bubbled the streets, nothing that really, really hit like crew. But I think that's one of the things that happened when you have such a huge, a huge song, right? It's like, it's almost impossible to like follow up with something just as good. It's, it's, almost almost impossible like you really never see it right so i was going into this album listening for not necessarily for hits but listening for some sort of growth right and so when i heard some of the hits that are not hits but singles that dropped uh before the uh uh before the album dropped you know i'm 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 listening to it like all right i see where he's going with this the album's called diaspora He's given us a whole bunch of Afrobeat type type feels. You know, he's 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 uh he's featuring artists like Malik Berry. That's actually my favorite Afrobeats artist. Like I've been saying that shit for years. Like that dude is fire. Like fi- like fire fire. Um he had Wizkid on the album. Uh he had uh you know, he had uh he yo, he even had this one no name dude who's not necessarily uh, you know, Afrobeats, but this guy named Ari Pin Pinsmith, which was kind of odd because I that's a weird ass name, but the song is tight as hell called Joke Team. So, you know, I'm listening to this album and I'm like, dog, Gold Link is he's he's found a way to blend, you know, the Afrobeats genre along with rap in in a way in which I don't think I've heard before. You know, a lot of artists like Drake who's probably the most popular artist out there to to take the I think take the take the um the the Afrobeat sound and make a and try to like you know ride the wave. I think Drake has been the most successful artist at doing it of uh, in terms of people who are in the hip hop realm. And I think one of the things that people have always criticized Drake about was the fact that like he's not really from that culture. You know, a lot of people call him a culture vulture. There's a whole lot of conversation about that. 
and how people feel like Drake just steals from the culture, right? So I say all that to say when I'm listening to this this Diaspora album by Goldlink, I'm listening for an artist to give me authentic sound that doesn't sound like he's forcing it. And I thought he did a great job at it, man. This was the best job I've heard done from somebody who's not Afrobeats at all. Like they don't come from that genre and who's been able to get on the get on the sound. I'm talking about people in hip hop. Get on the sound, make a whole project worth uh worth of consistent sounding music. And I not questioned one time, like, where's this guy from again? Like, why did he get all these people? What made him what made him actually take this sound? Like all these questions that I would normally have for somebody that's getting into this type of music that's not from that culture, I'm listening for all of those stuff. And I thought he did a great job, man. I I, I really do. My favorite songs on the album, and this is in no order, are Joke Ting, like I said, featuring Ari Pensmith. Pen I thought that song was dope. I like the song Zulu Screens with Malik Berry and B.B. Borelli. We talked about, uh, talked about that on the last podcast. Um... I like the song uh, with Wizkid, No Lie. That song is fire. Uh, I even like the last song on the album, which was not Afrobeats at all. It was more just, I think, Gold Link's traditional sound. It just had this laid-back, robotic-type uh, uh, sort of atmospheric sound that, you know, Gold Link brings to the table. You know, he's a very chill-ass artist. I really like his style. Bottom line, man, I'm going to be honest with you. This album is a is a solid B. I'm giving this album a B, man, because, you know, it it's one of those projects that you can really, really get into the music. It has all the elements of a good project. It has singles. It has it has good features and it has really good cohesiveness, I think. So overall, man, I'm giving it a B. What do you think? Damn man, you allergic? You allergic to that take? The fuck? Very way to way to literally just say everything to leave me with nothing to say. Hey man, um, hey man, I, I'm sorry, y'all. So you sound like having this album right there. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, just throw a beat on right now. I mean, so Big Sean. You guys all know Big Sean, right? In no interviews, Big Sean said the following. I'm just not impressed by you dudes rapping fast. You sound like one big asthma attack for trash and I'm rapping it back. That's how I felt about Goldlink when I first heard him. You know, very good rapper. Um, impressed with his his unique flows and just the, his ability to rap fast and all that stuff. But I wasn't sure he was able to make a complete song. You know, I thought he was just one of those guys that can make rap tracks and not rap tunes. What's the difference between a rap track and a rap tune? Well, a rap tune has more longevity attached to it. A rap tune can be enjoyed by a, a wider variety of audiences. You can play a rap tune at a family barbecue. You can play a rap tune uh, at a kid's event. A rap tune just has more reach. 
I felt like Goldwing, his Diaspora album was the epitome of a bunch of rap tunes that were done so great, so successful that you could not help but give him his kudos, the kudos that he deserves. Um, let me break it down. Let me get down to the nitty gritty of that. When it comes to the Afro beats aspect attached to it, I thought it was organic, sort of like you said, uh, very natural. It wasn't, didn't seem forced. You know, in some senses, there's some people that, you know, have been making records as of late, <laughs> Justin Bieber, <clears throat> where, you know, the, 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 the Caribbean vibe that he's given off, like, it just seems kind of like, you know, watered down. A little on the corny side. Is Ed Sheeran in that? Quick question. Ed, Ed Sheeran is on that uh, on that list too. To be honest, I, I'm I'm really taking shots at that song with Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber that I just absolutely do not like. I actually love that but song. I do not like that song. <laughs> I love it. But, I hate I hate that two white dudes are on it, but I like the song. But go ahead. Continue. I'm not feeling the song. It sounds like it sounds like uh, summertime vibes, but at a community swimming pool. But anyway. Um, you know, there's that aspect about it, but then at the same time, Gold Link sounds like true to his DC roots also. Like, if you actually take the time to listen to Joke Ting, a song that's very calm, soothing, lyrically, he's actually talking about testing these dudes that think that they, they, they got big guns or they think that they, they sticking their chest out. You know, calling their bluff. That's what Ari Penn Smith is singing about on the song. But it comes across as a summary song that, you know, you can shake your ass to, whatever. So, so forth and so on. But, you know, as a whole, like I said, it's, it's a very versatile body of work uh, in terms of, you know, content. Uh, it's very fun to listen to, very exciting. Uh, the mix between Afrobeats and Hip hop is outstanding on the album. And then, you know, most importantly, lyrically, I think Gold Link shows not only growth, not only that he's really skilled at what he does, but a competitive side. I think Gold Link knows that he's one of the best in the game right now. And for one of the first times ever, he actually shows it on this album. So when it's all said and done, my grade for it is a B. Solid B. Very good listen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nothing more needs to be said, man. Let's let's keep it moving. Next actually, one more thing. Go ahead, one go ahead, more thing ahead. needs to be said about that album. <laughs> Coke up? White, Coke White Moscow with Pusha T is it features one of the best verses I've ever heard in my life by Pusha T on there. Hmm. You gotta take a listen to it. Great I do, verse I, do I really do fuck with his verse. Um, I just don't. I, eh, eh, I don't know. It's, it, let's put it like this. I, I'm not doubting his verse because his verse was fire, but the song overall, I wasn't. I wasn't high on it. I didn't. It's not bad at all. I, but I just. Song is it, tough. I just didn't think the it was like tough. that crazy. But you know, it's hey. tough. The song is tough. I take. A, tough. I take a more. I take a couple more listens and maybe I'll change my. I, maybe I'll change my mind. That song is tough. I, I, I did the ugly face while listening to it. <laughs>
All right, man. Let's move on. Tiger dropped a project called Legendary. Man, what a what a damn powerful ass name, man, for an album. What would you think it is, man? Man, I told you this yesterday. I said if you're gonna name an album Legendary, it better be Legendary. And unfortunately, I don't think Tiger is capable of making an album that's legendary. So I was already disappointed coming into it. Uh, but let's rewind a little bit. Let's rewind a little bit. So Tiger, if you really think about it, has had a phenomenal end of the year 2018 to beginning of 2019. We're talking hits galore. Uh, we're talking features where he's killing it. People are actually expecting him to deliver on the features that he's on. He's having a great, great, great 2018 slash 2019. With that being said, I was expecting some of that momentum to carry over to this legendary album. And it did. Um, you know, there's some hits like Taste on there. Uh, there's another hit, Goddamn, uh, that I absolutely love on there. But for the most part, I wasn't feeling legendary. Um, in this day and age, when you make a body of work, I think there has to be a level of vulnerability that you have to show. I think there has to be a level of um, realness that you got to show. And for a few tracks, you can get away with it. But when you look at the whole body of work, it just gets tiring. It just gets kind of blah, 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 blah. I don't feel like listening to this anymore. Tiger's album is full of great club hits. You know, he he's in the strip club every day. I don't even know how you do that. I don't know. He, he got the money. I, I, I don't know. He, he's in the strip club every day based off every track. He even does some singing on the album, you know. Um, there's a song with him and Sway Lee that's practically a duet in which they're singing. But when it's all said and done, the content is not strong enough to keep my attention. And that's kind of a a, 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 um, a continuous theme with Tiger, where great features, great beats, great energy is just the content I'm just not feeling. And so if I were to compare it to something, it's I don't know if you know the game Parappa the Rapper. Do you remember that game? Yeah, of course, man. Remember uh Parappa the Rapper. Remember uh Jordan Lucas dissed um Tory Lanez called him that in one of his Oh, he uh, called him Parappa the his, Rapper? Yeah, he was like, Yo, you look like Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> yeah, Parappa the Rapper. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny ass line, but go ahead. PlayStation game. That's kind of what Tiger reminds me of. He kind of reminds me of Parappa the Rapper, where you know, Parappa the Rapper would study flows. Like, the, 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 the idea of the game was Parappa the Rapper would go through all these different scenarios to learn how to rap. And if you were playing the game at a high level, he had the master flows, he had the master swag, but when you think about the content, he was not saying anything. That's kind of how I feel about Tiger. Like, Tiger has mastered almost every aspect of hip hop, but the most important aspect you need to master to make a full body of work that people respect is content. 
He's just lacking in content, man. And so, for me, if you ask me, Tiger should just keep coming out with hits. Don't even come out with albums. Don't even come out with EPs. Don't come out with mixtapes. Just keep coming out with hits. Just aim for that 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 uh, ringtone charts or what's the other chart? Um, uh, singles chart. Did you just say ringtones? Ring whatever. Really we gonna what call it. Said. We gonna call it whatever. We gonna call it whatever. But just keep aiming for that. But I I just personally do not think I can get Jiggy with a tiger body of work, man. All right. All right. Well, well, how would you grade it though? Me being nice, I'll give it a C minus. But I really want to give it a D plus. I I just thought it was too sloppy to 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 fully enjoy. But hey. Okay. All right. I mean, to be honest with you, I I feel very, very similar to what you just said. You know, to me, you know, I'll I'll rewind a bit because at least for me, I will say this. I've I've been a Tiger fan for pretty much his whole career, man. Like I remember his first I remember when uh Tiger was like the first time he was like on TV, like where he you know, he did a freestyle on, I believe it was like MTV, it was like the MTV uh, uh, Music Awards or something like that, where, you know, he rapped and he was right next to Gym Class Heroes. And I, I don't know if y'all remember Gym Class Heroes, which I love that group. His cousin, uh, Travis, was pretty much the lead singer of Gym, Gym Class Heroes. And right around that time is when, Ty, is when he got signed, Tyga got signed to Young Money. So, real talk, Tyga's had a long career. When you really, really think about it, he's had a really long career. Now, you know, he he sort of evolved in his career because, you know, he he really started out as like this rapidy rap dude. And so I always respected him because I always thought he could rap. But where he took the turn in his career was when he started making these club hits, right, where he got with DJ Mustard. I believe he was actually the first person to really blow up DJ Mustard. Like, DJ Mustard's first hit was... um crap I, f- I forget the actual song name but um and you might know it i don't know i don't know if you know off the th- i don't know if you know tiger's discography i don't think it's Rex. hookah it's not hookah but it's um rack city it, yeah 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 exactly rack city shake rack, 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 rack city, city if i'm not mistaken either that one was produced by mustard or like the one right after was produced by mustard but bottom line like he goes back man but i always respected tiger for his raps Fast forward until now, he drops his album called Legendary. I think we all know why we're here with Tyga. I'll make this quick because you said a whole lot of shit that, like, I don't really need to repeat. But to be honest with you, man, this album just sounds like one long club night. Like, I really feel like you could play this album from top to bottom at a club, nightclub, strip club, intro to outro of on this project. And you won't even notice that you just heard 15 Tiger songs in a row. Like, that's how, that's how, that's the type of vibe it gives you. So, is that, a, I guess, the question that I'm sure a lot of people might ask who really fuck with this type of music is, is that a bad thing? Like, why is that a bad thing? And to be honest with you, I don't think it's a bad thing. Because, you know, everybody has a lane, right? I think it's clear that Tiger is the hyped club 
get party, take drugs, get you know, party up, get the bad women, get the bad cars, flash money. He's a he's a flashy artist, and you know he he's he's established himself in that lane, and I think he's doubled down. So I'm not knocking him, but I think we all know why we're here. So if you ask me, will I go back and listen to this project? Probably not, because. To be honest with you, there's not really that many songs on here that I really want to hear again, other than the ones that are really fucking good, which is Taste and Goddamn. Goddamn is fucking fire. <laughs> like, okay, yo, that's that song might be better than Taste. I, I know that I know it sounds crazy, but like I really, really fuck with Goddamn. That's it a is, tight ass song. Um, yeah, man. Th- listen, I don't have to repeat all this, man. To, but be honest, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this album a C, though. I'm gonna give it a C because. I think while it lacks content and lacks substance, like you mentioned, it does have a purpose. Somebody got to make music for the club, and why not? Why not it be Tiger? I mean, why not? Let him own that lane. Why not? Well, you know, he, and, and you you're and, and by the way, you're right, and, and you're right about the fact that he probably should not drop albums. I, if that man just became a singles artist from now on, I don't think it would matter. Like, I don't want to hear a freaking album from you, Tiger, if you're gonna be making music like this. Nah. You know, and, and and sorry, real quick, his last album, Kyoto, which I think nobody really gave a fuck about, but that was the album that Tyga really, he really, really showed his like music, his musicality side where he was very melodic. He was singing. You know, he had a lot of songs that were, that were, I think, a lot more substance based than you're used to hearing Tyga lately. So I'm not saying he's not capable of it because I've heard him make songs that have substance, but I think he's intentionally going down this whole strip club route. And so I'm not knocking it, but do I want to hear a whole project from this guy if he's making this? Hell no. Absolutely not. Not at all. It just it just almost feels like he is being told by like executives to take a certain lane. That's a, it feels like that. It yeah. feels like a movie, a movie rapper. You know, you know them, you know them PG thirteen like teenage right. black movies where you know the, the 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 daughter of the comedian has a boyfriend that comes around the town. You know, that that happens to be a rapper, and you know he he's not a major character on the movie. He's just mm-hmm. the 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 the. Something to laugh at, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And like the old comedian makes fun of the young rapper boyfriend. Yeah, doesn't want his daughter being around that rapper boyfriend. That's what he comes across like. Yo, you, you, I think, I think you gave a good analogy of the whole Parappa the rapper. And I know we probably got some young listeners who y'all not gonna know who the fuck Parappa the rapper is or what game that we we speak of. But do your Googles, goddammit. it. That's why Google's here. You gave a great analogy because. It almost sounds like, and, and it feels like, even when you see him, he's like this builder rapper, the prototypical strip club, stereotypical exactly. rapper. It's like, it's like, what, what do we want to look at when we see this type of artist, right? So it, it's very stereotypical. And like I said, I don't know, man. I think I think there's a place for it, right? There's a place for it. There's a place for this type of music, right? Because you, you, I mean, I don't want to hear fucking J. Cole. Uh, uh, not the not the music that J Cole's coming out with recently when he has all these features with Young Thug and all these other people. I'm talking about traditional J Cole. I don't want to hear that when I go out. So listen, somebody gotta make hype music, and if it's gonna be Tiger, fuck it. But make singles, man. We don't want to hear this whole album shit. Like I just don't. 
Exactly. I don't, I don't have problems with Tyga single. I just got a problem with a full body of work where I figured you out. I got you. Yeah. Now I know what type of person you are. Once that happens, I have no interest in listening to your music. And dude, look you know at what I mean? look at his album cover. I don't know if you saw it. It's again stereotypical. It's just the man is standing in front of a fucking Rolls Royce with two women that barely got any clothes on and they posted up. That joint just looks so fucking again stereotypical. Build a fucking like, rapper. It looks <laughs> style. like it looks like Nick Cannon on Love Don't Cost a Thing after he got the swag makeover. You know what I'm saying? And everybody was feeling him and all that. That's hey, what it feels like. Hey, hey, so, so are like. you saying Tiger's not legendary? Because I don't know. If you heard the album, he got a bunch of people to, to quote on his behalf. He got he got a Kanye quote where Kanye called him a legend. I don't know if you remember that. There's a there's a part of like one of the end of the songs or the beginning of one of those songs. I wish I knew the fucking title but when i heard it I, I was like oh shit like he's getting people to vouch for him on his behalf like he's getting people to vouch for him uh kanye was on there literally saying yo tiger's a legend because of x y and z specifically for the fact that he was able to change i think the style of you know he claimed he was able to change the style of like you know the the the, the strip club the club wave the whole mustard wave. I'm telling you, it, it, Tiger is the is the heart of that. Kanye believe is it or not, all kinds of, Kanye's been saying all kinds of crazy things. Hey man, I don't, I don't take, I don't take what Kanye says too, uh, too seriously these days. On that note, let's move on. Next project is your boy Future with his EP called Save Me. Woo. Um. Here's another album that I've been playing sort of um, nonstop. Not, I I don't think as consistently as Gold Link's project, but I think for me, the feel that Save Me by Future gives me is this very vulnerable, introspective, and sort of honest look into a lifestyle of a rapper that we all have been looking at from the beginning of his career to to now. And we've all wondered all these different things about how reckless he is with women, how he blows all these bags on women and and cars and, 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 and private flights and all of this stuff that comes with the stereotypical lifestyle that we even just spoke about with Tiger, right? And so... Oh, not to mention drugs. I, I feel like that goes without saying, but shit. I just wanted to throw that in there anyway. But the point that I'm making is that although Future has been so stereotypical with all of the things that I just mentioned throughout his whole career, I thought one of the major things that he did on this project that you have to respect him for is his commitment to his craft, his commitment to his actual talent. You know, I think people people have future fucked up. And uh, what I mean by that is, you know, people think that future is just this, like, stupid as, like, just unintelligent as person. And while I have a lot of issues with the stuff that future has said, some of the stuff that he said in the past, 
some of the the takes and positions that he's had in the past. I will say artistically and from a and from a melodic and really songwriting standpoint, I want to highlight this because I really feel like Future as a songwriter is one of the most underrated in the game. Like it's not even mentioned that when he gets in his whole R&B melodic bag where he's giving you these Future Hendrick vibes, like I promise you, if Future was a freaking ghostwriter or a songwriter for an R&B artist that could really, really sing, you would really understand what I'm talking about. When I say the structure of his songs, the way he puts words together, the the melodies that he chooses to to put down on these songs are so thorough and so thought out that you wouldn't even believe his Future if a fucking Usher sung that joint. You wouldn't even believe Future had anything to do with the song. So on that alone, I got to give Future his props, man. I really do. Because like I, this, is, this is my favorite type of Future. Point blank, period. Future getting in his singing bag. That's my guy. Um, this is a seven song EP. There's not a whole lot of uh, music here, but I thought each one of these songs was strong. Like, I mean, he didn't waste not one song on this project. My favorite songs on this project are the intro, which was Zanny Damage, Xanax Damage, however you want to, however you want to call it. Uh, very, very good song. It's very weird, actually. I think if you're not ready for this type of sound, it'll it's going to take you for a loop when you throw it on. You're going to be like, what the fuck am I listening to? Uh, Government Official. I really like that song. Uh, Shotgun. I love that song. Oh my God. That, that shotgun is the R&B, uh, 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 I think hit that I'm referring to. If I said, when I said earlier that like, if you threw a usher on the song, you wouldn't even believe future had anything to do with that joint. I promise you. Um, and then, and then the EP ends off with, uh, love thy enemies, which I thought was beautiful. (laughs) I can't even believe I'm saying this type of shit. For future, but then again, I'm not surprised because I've heard him do this on a future Hendrix and songs here and there throughout his career. So overall, man, I freaking love this this EP. I thought it was no less than a B plus, man. I, I'm hesitant to call it an A because you know I do got to leave some room for for error, and you know some of the songs weren't perfect. Like for example, I didn't think "Please Tell Me" was perfect. I didn't think. St. Lucia was perfect. I didn't think Extra was perfect, but I thought they were still really, really damn good. So, and I'm not trying to knock it, but again, man, this is a strong B+, man. What do you got to say about this? I, I freaking love this joint. <laughs> like, I really do. That, I, I, I just do. Well, what you think, man? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a phenomenal body of work. And, and see... I like to say the I like to say body of work, you know. If it's if it's something that's really good, a body of work, because it it kind of symbolizes, it kind of exemplifies uh, art artists like an, an artist's uh, creativity, um, their artistic abilities, um, you know, just their willingness to be fearless. Because that's what it is. It's really seven tracks in which Future is a fearless artist. That means giving us melodies that are kind of out of this worldly. Um, 
touching on topics that a few artists out there are afraid to touch on. And then obviously singing like a dude that thinks he's the second coming of Celine Dion. I mean, that's, I I admire him for that. Future legit thinks he's up there with Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, and Mariah Carey when it comes to, to, to vocals and singing. Which, you know, he's obviously not, but I love, I love his fearlessness. Um, I thought when it came to just the passion and the emotions, it felt like a roller coaster ride. I mean, when you look at the, the first song, first, first and foremost, you look at the front cover of the album and you're like, what the hell am I looking at right now? Is that, does that lady have blood coming out of her nose uh, <laughs> in the picture? you know, that you see there, is that a cross on the picture? Why does it look like a two-year-old drove it? I am scaring myself just looking at the picture pretty much is what you think. I would not look at this picture while I'm in my basement because I'm going to scare myself. It looks demonic. So then that's the first thing that came to my head when I saw the picture. And then I see that the album title is called Save Me in capital letters. This dude is really troubled. Then, you know, the, the first song which you touched on is Zanny Damage. And that's a song that's just kind of all over the place. It's emotional. It's passionate. It's a plea for help. Um, and at that point, I'm just like, dude, can somebody give this, this, this guy the suicide hotline number? I believe you can see it on Logic's album. Just copy and paste it and send it to his DM. <laughs> But hey, from hey, there, hey, hey, Logic, Logic gave you the number already. So I don't just, remember the let's number. Let's just forward that shit to him. I, I, I guess that's a good thing that I don't remember the number because that means I'm I'm healthy right now. But <laughs> uh, and then you know from there it's just like Saint Lucia. Um, Saint Lucia is a little more upbeat. Uh, please tell me, you know, a little more upbeat. Shotguns are beautiful. You know, R&B track. I know it's a little bit of heartbreaking it. But it's it's just an emotional roller coaster. And and what I love about it is I love when artists pit two different feelings against one another. And on this album, Future is pitting heartbreak. He's pitting um, you know, loneliness against braggadociousness. He's pitting, you know, the the baller lifestyle with the with the sit at home by yourself eating ice cream and watching 90 day fiance by yourself lifestyle it's 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 intriguing to listen to and then what what what's even more intriguing is that he doesn't directly tell you on a lot of these songs that he's sad lonely and going through some stuff a lot of it is indirect like if you ask me on saint lucia a song where he talks about all the girls that he has it almost sounded like he was trying to hide his true feelings about his loneliness. Yeah, he's saying he has all these girls, but it's kind of like a mask that he's wearing, you know? So with that being said, man, I, I, just, I just think this is not only an album that you need to hear, but you need to feel it. It's not only an album that, you know, you just play it and just listen to it in your 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 car and, and 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 go about your day it's something that i want you guys to think about as you listen to it 
It's intricate. It's an intricate body of work. It's artistic. And, you know, I know the, the dope boys and the bando, the bando livers, the bando users are going to be like, what the hell is this, man? Future ain't, future ain't, you know, he ain't in the hood no more. You know what I'm saying? Future ain't talking to me no more. I can't listen to Future. How many people have complained and said that the reason they don't like a Future album is because they can't bump it in the gym while they're doing their workout? How many people have complained about that? This is not no go to the gym and listen to Future album. This is an album that you need to listen to while you're going to work or something so you can really figure out your life because Future is coming for your life on this joint. I loved it. B+. Plus, and on a good day, an A. Word. Word. Somebody get that man some help. I mean, shit. I mean, do we have to DM him the uh, suicide hotline number? Like, is that is that what know. we should do? Because shit, if I it wasn't, it with one eight hundred, bro. If it wasn't, I don't want to die. If it wasn't clear before, he's he's now saying it very boldly. He needs help. I mean, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, somebody do something. Someone. You know what? I, I, I remember. Like, I'm let, me, my time. let me send that man the number right now. And and while I'm doing that, man, let's just jump to the next album, which is T Grizzly, with his new album called Scriptures. What you think it is, man? You know, I I've complained about T Grizzly these last couple of years. Felt like he was a little overrated. Um, you know, everybody wanted the next Kevin Gates, especially you. Next guy that's demonstrative, next guy that's riveting, somebody that can demand your attention when they make music. T Grizzly, he fell along those lines, but I think we were just trying to like, we're trying to push him there. We're trying to push him. And I think these last couple of months through trial and error, through uninteresting and interesting music, T. Grizzly has finally found his lane. He's finally found his way because I think this new album, Scriptures, is amazing. Well, well okay, let me not say amazing. It's uh, really uh-oh. good. Uh-oh. It's, not, it's really good. It's really good. I mean, T. Grizzly, he does everything you would want uh, a really good rapper to do on it. We're talking great lyrical content. Um, Low-key punchlines. Um, when it comes to a subject matter, they're deep, they're profound. Uh, he's vulnerable on it. Great beats. Um, great energy. It's it's almost like if you were to give every single beat, every single subject matter, every single hook, every single verse to another rapper. This album wouldn't be that great. It'll be decent. But there's something about T Grizzly's urgency. The way he meets each song with this, like, just urgency, I think makes it intriguing. It's almost like listening to the musical version of a movie. So I think that, I think that uh, it's a good album, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll make this quick, man, because I fuck with T Grizzly. I always liked him from the beginning. You know, he was known for his his first day out song where he got out of jail and he was on the same like sound like he was on the run, like on the song and also in real life. 
I mean, he literally sounds like he's running every song. At least not on this album. He's slowed down a bit, right? Because if you listen to the album, one thing that stands out above all of the other projects he's put out uh, is his growth musically. Um, I could see how somebody would not like T Grizzly in the past because there he didn't consistently show that he's able to make a, a a good song, like an actual complete song. And so, not only was he not able not not only was he not showing that he also was very reliant upon features in the past. So I think, you know, from a from a growth a growth standpoint when it comes to artists and uh how they make music you know a lot of times if someone is one dimensional one dimensional they kind of need the help of a bunch of people who can sort of fill in the gaps right i mean naturally and so i think one of the main things he did this time around was he learned how to make songs man like more consistently it's really that it's really that simple you know he learned how to get into his melodic bag a lot of songs he sounded like juice world to me which is actually a great thing because I think if, if there's one thing Juice World knows how to do is make a song. Like, and I'm not just talking about he sounded like him vocally. I'm saying he actually the songs very, sounded very complete and very heartfelt. A lot of them. So, long story short, this is a very very good project. Um, it's complete with really everything you need, man. It, it gives you that hardcore rap, that Jack Boy hood mentality that he still seems to have it, which is crazy because it's like i'm listening to some of these songs and it's like all right bruh you have a record deal which is probably worth multi multiple millions of dollars you you i'm assuming have bought property i'm assuming you're taking care of your family why are you still talking about robbing people <laughs> like, like he's still talking about robbing people actively it sounds like not not like hey this is something i used to do all the time he's like yo i robbed a nigga for his chain i'm like bro what the fuck like huh but that's kind of me nitpicking because if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty we could probably pick out a whole bunch of bullshit that these rappers say but i'm not going to do that this time around because i like t grizzly and i thought he actually showed musical growth i'm giving this project a strong b this is a this is a strong B. Nothing nothing more than that. I could come down to a C plus, but I'm gonna give it a B because I think he surprised me. I wasn't expecting it to be this good, and I like him. So, yeah, man. I agree. I agree. I agree with a B, which is surprising. I didn't think I would ever give a T Grizzly album a B, but I give it a B. Yeah. It was it was it was good. Yeah, I think so, man. Yeah, y'all gonna like it, man. Let us know what you think. They're ill and they're not. So advice. All right, so speed round, damn it. You ready? Yes, sir. I said, is you ready, damn it? Is you ready? All right. Is you ready or what? First song on the ill and the not so advice segment, we got Chris Brown with his new song called No Guidance featuring Drizzy Drake Rogers. Since you were gushing over this song for like 15 minutes earlier, you should definitely start this. Hey, man, look. This song is a hit, and there's no more that needs to be said. That's it. <laughs> this, this song it is a, this. Yeah, it's not it. I, I'm, I'm, I, thank you. Thank you for not noticing that or noticing that, that, that I had a lot more to say. 
Yo, honestly, man, I love this song. Here's why I love this song. Um, Love is a very, very, very I, deep I, word. I love it. I love it. I love this okay, song. Okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm just making sure you know that no. love is a very, it's, it's deep, man. That's, hey. that's, that's, that's saying a lot. It's that unconditional, that unconditionalness of this song that is undeniable. Listen, I cannot ignore that the first time I threw this song on, I'm talking about within the first ten seconds, I was, I was shivering. <laughs> You sure that you sure that ain't syphilis? Yeah. <laughs> no, hey man, like this song is this song is fire, man. Like I really love Drake on, you know, these type of mellow sounding songs, right? And I was surprised, man, because the I think the 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 chemistry that him and Chris Brown showed was so 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 excuse me was so top notch that. I really want to hear more music from them. And so when I heard it, I was like, man, yo, have these two ever made songs together? Like, why why does this sound like this is the first time I'm hearing them together like this? And I, and I know they've been on songs together, but not just them two, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like this is the first one where it's just them two alone. Uh, Drake was on the Deuces remix, which I don't really count that as a collab because Drake just hops on everything. Uh, didn't Chris Brown do the hook for like only with Nicki Minaj and and Lil Wayne or something like that? Wasn't Drake on that joint? Um, and I'm not just talking to myself; I'm talking to you. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> I mean, was he on the song or not? Or am I making that up? Only? Yeah, what, he what? was on only. He yeah, was on only. Exactly, exactly. Was Chris was Chris Brown on only? Yeah, he was on the hook. Remember? Only real niggas only. No, I think it's only. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Um, but when He's I had heard... a very weird light skin relationship between them two, <laughs> but that's, that's that's fine. You know, I was happy to I was happy to know that these two dudes got over their beef, man. Like, how you go from throwing bottles in the club and and fucking up Tony Parker? What, what did Tony Parker have to do with their their beef, man? Tony Parker had a serious eye injury after that whole brawl. That they had. She the did. Do you remember that? Yes, she did. I remember that, of course. Yeah, man. Like, um, but nah, this song is fire, man. I really love Drake on. Uh, I, I love both of their 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 um their parts on this, man. I think Drake stole the show, though. If if I'm really looking at this song, you know, and saying to myself, Chris Brown, man, what are you doing? How are you gonna drop a song where Drake is featuring and you let this man take over the song? I think Drake hey. just completely stole the show. Um, hey, why don't? Why don't you and the song get a room? Hey, we already did. Okay, that's disgusting. Matter of fact, the song is in the room with me now. What do you think of this, John? That is just disgusting. That is just nasty. When I strike out, it looks nasty. Hey, Um, hey, song of the summer, man. This is this is a a strong nominee. This joint might be leading the the wave right now. It is song of the summer. Um, you know, I mean, my first takeaway is that. You know, they both do what they do really well on this song. Like, you know, Drake is giving you the great melody. Um, Chris Brown is giving soul, but, you know, still this 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 modern day hip hop feel. The song has an overall like old school R&B sound to it. It's, it's just really the two biggest artists in hip hop doing what they do best on a song together. I mean, there's nothing else you're going to ask for. 
So it's it's a hit. It's definitely a hit. Yep. Um, and when it's all said and done, uh, it's going to be one of the best songs of 2019. Maybe even one of the best songs of both of their careers. That's what I'm predicting. Wow. <laughs> Are you sure about that? That that last yes. one? That last statement? Yes. I don't know about Obviously, that one. Of course, of course, it will be. Uh that's a that's a tough statement. Drake has had so many so many songs. I I just can't. It's too early for me to just crown it. Matter of fact, if I'm even if I'm projecting, I will say no. It's not going to be the best song of either one of them's career at all. It will be. Man. It will be. And 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 uh, I'll get the last laugh. My laugh. My laugh sounds like Kawhi Leonard's laugh. So enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy yourself. Hey man. Anyway, yeah, let's let's move on, man. Uh speaking of Drake, as we just spoke about, he dropped two more songs after the Raptors won that damn championship. Oh man. Um it's called So he dropped off two songs. The 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 collection of songs is called The Best in the World Pack. And it had two songs on there. One was called Amaretta or Um Um or however you pronounce this shit. And another song was called Money in the Grave featuring Rick Ross. What do you think about this, man? So, um, initially, when I first heard it, okay, let me rewind. When Drake doesn't sing, I don't think he's the best version of himself. I, I just told you, just like literally the song before that we we're talking about with Chris Brown, I said, yo, when Drake is singing, giving you a nice melody and all that stuff, that's the best version of himself. When he raps, don't get me wrong, he's a great rapper, but that's not the Drake I want to hear. So when he dropped these two songs, Money in the Grave and Amaretta, where it's just straight rapping, took me a while to accept it as a Drake fan. Because, you know, typically he'll give you something like Back to Back and then Hotline Bling. You know what I mean? This one was just straight rap bars. But then if you actually listen to the two songs, phenomenal lyrical content. Is bossed up version of Drake. Um, you know, he's just showing you that, you know, when it's all said and done, he is a present day top five rapper. Uh, I mean, on on Amaretta, he's hitting you with like notorious B.I.G. flows and doing it well, doing it better than Shine ever thought he could do it. So um, as a whole, like I said, it took me some time to to actually, you know, accept what I heard from Drake because I wanted to hear some melodic stuff. But when it's all said and done, every single time I play those two songs again, it gets better and better, man. Especially as a hip-hop fan, it, it just keeps getting better to me. Hmm. Yeah. I, so you're right as far as, um, you know, his lyrical abilities, man, like, it's it's so crazy how how dynamic this dude really is, man. It's it's actually shocking how how good lyrically he can be, but then turn around and just give you some give you some damn give the ladies rather some 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 content that will that will have them wanting to to marry this dude on the spot. Like F that F F F, 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 F just F just them. It's true. I need listening to that joint too. Hey, me too, man. Hey. Yo, what you talking on about? No guys, them days, listen, them days of talking about Drake is just for the ladies is is long gone. No, no, no. I'm no, no, no. I'm saying I'm trying to tell you how dynamic this man is. Of course, there's shit in between, right? Like for example, 
<laughs> that whole that whole second part of No Guidance, where the the the, the beat broke down. And then he started spitting game. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, is Drake hollering at me? The fuck is going on right now? Like, that's how fire his game was. I feel like I got to steal some of those lines on, on my girl and shit. Hey, uh, hopefully she's not listening. So she'll be hearing it for the first time. But anyway, uh, yeah, man, Drake, Drake was spitting on these two joints, man. But I got to be honest with you. Um, and this is not even hate. This is just more of an observation that I've that I've I just realized which is I feel like I'm getting tired of Drake. Like, I feel like I have officially, uh, and I'm not saying I don't want to hear any music from him. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I feel like I am tired of, I'm no longer, I'm no longer rushing to hear a Drake song uh, just in general because the, the type of excitement that I would normally have when I, when I hear Drake has a song out, I didn't have this time around. And it doesn't mean the songs weren't good. It just means the 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 hype behind the songs just wasn't there for me this time around. So I don't know, man. That's not, don't get it twisted. When he drops a new album, I'm still going to go listen. I'm still going to rush at my earliest convenience. But I'm not going into it like, oh, my God, I got to drop everything and go hear this shit. But I think the songs are cool, man. Yeah, hey, real, real talk, Rick Ross had a tight verse. <laughs> like, that goes, that, you know that goes, that goes untalked about. Rick Ross killed I that thought- joint. I thought he sounded tired on his verse. You thought he sounded hey, tired? You know, you know, I don't know what I'm wrong, you know, I'm just snitches because I'm going to Like, he sounded, like, tired. Like, he sounded like he, he, he just played a 48-minute basketball game and started rapping. But, I mean, maybe that's just me. Or maybe that's the new style that the kids like. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think he sounded good. Um, but anyway, man, let's move on. Dreamville. Not to be confused with Dream Vision, wink, wink, dropped two new songs off of their, I think, forthcoming. I don't know when that shit is dropping, but they, they're dropping that Revenge of, the, Revenge of the Dream is 3 project. So they dropped two songs. One of them was called uh, Down Bad. The other one was called Got Me. And I liked both songs. Uh, but primarily, I like the, uh, the Got Me song. The, that was the more R&B kind of slow down version. Now, the other the other one uh, down bad was just it was really just dudes flexing, man, like which I love. Don't get it twisted. I think all of those dudes can rap. J. Cole had a good verse. Uh, I thought I thought uh, Earth Gang actually was the standout on that song <laughs> to me. I, I don't know. I don't know the dudes in Earth Gang very well. I don't know their names. I do know there's two of them. Uh but whoever that one dude was that was snapping at the end, he 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 was going off. And uh JID was probably my second best verse on that on that uh on that song, followed by J. Cole and then Young Nudie. I think Boss to me no 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 sorry, sorry. Boss was next after that, then it was Young Nudie, who's not part of Dreamville, but anyway, I thought that's my order for uh for, for down bad. The other joint got me. I thought that song was so complete. I loved Dreezy's part in that song. I loved I loved the hook. I mean that, that that song was beautiful, man. Um that's the type of quality that I that I expected when I when 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 I heard about the whole Dream Dreamville Revenge of the Three Revenge of the Dreamers three sessions that happened months ago. I was like, all right, I'm waiting for some quality ass song. So to me, 
they definitely dropped that off for the Got Me record. Um, I was feeling both of them though. I liked it. What'd you think? I mean, uh, you know, let's be real. Um, it's a whole bunch of random ass dudes on Dreamville. Whole bunch of random ass dudes. Like Earth Gang, say they're good all you want. They're random. Um, JID is still like trying to get out of that random mode, that random, you know, status. Bass is still random. Bass, bass. I don't know how you say it. Boss, boost, beast. Blah, blah, blah. Um, man, you know how to say that, man. Man, Ari Linux. All, <laughs> it's, it's a whole bunch of random dudes, you know. Like it's it's almost like J Cole got to play Kawhi. Well, no, Toronto Raptors are actually a pretty decent team. Uh, let's say it's almost like J. Cole has to play uh, Russell Westbrook without Paul George. I mean, for one of the first times on on um, for one of the first times on a song, J. Cole was not necessarily the 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 key guy on um, on Down Bad. I mean, it was it was a collective effort. JID probably was the most prominent person, but when it's all said and done, the song was all right. Like, it was nothing special. It wasn't great. It just tells you how great J. Cole has to be when he gathers all his artists together. So I was I was impressed, but I mean, I was impressed as a rap fan that just wants to hear good rap, but the song really didn't move me. But um got me was a very solid r&b song a little too long for my liking like that joint was like six minutes um you know good chemistry between good chemistry between a whole bunch of people uh ari lennox i think is a superstar ty dollar is always great Uh, i thought it was dope how omen and drizzy drizzy kind of went back and forth on the rap verses two really good songs two really creative songs two really different songs but let's be real Dreamville's gonna have to come harder than that if they're gonna want to put up something that is legendary like Tiger. Legendary like what? Tiger. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, I mean, hey, it sounds like we, it, sounds, it sounds like it sounds like we. It sounds. I mean, I feel like we kind of said the same thing. I'm a little bit more less. Sorry, I'm a little bit less disrespectful about the the down bad song. I thought it was good, although it was just cool. Like I, I like if I don't hear that song again, I'm not really losing sleep. If that makes sense. Like I just, it was cool for what it was. Okay, yes, they got bars. I thought, I thought, a lot, I thought most of them killed it. Like I said, the dude from Earth Gang, I think, had the best verse. But long story short, the Got Me song, I thought was really damn good. Uh, you said it was solid, so hey, we'll see if they got more shit in the tuck, man. But um, yeah, let's move on. Roddy Rich dropped a song called "Out the Mud." Out the mud. What did you think of this, man? I know you heard it. I actually did not hear this song. Really? I actually did not hear this song by Roddy Rich. Oh wow. Right. But if I were to guess, if I were to guess, it sounds like he was cutting onions in the studio. Nope. Singing it. It's not even close. Not even close? 
Not even close. Oh, damn. I'm about to, to hear this joint then. Not even close. He was rapping. Like, he was actually on in his rapping swag bag, which we haven't really heard from him uh, in, a, in a while. But he's still a new-ass artist, so what the hell does in a while mean? But I like this joint, man. <laughs> I like this joint. Um, he sounds like Future on this joint. Like this, this sounds like a traditional Future song that, you know, I'm talking about the the non melodic Future would make. Uh, DS2 Future. Nah, I'm talking about more like Future, like the double disc. How is Future than Future Hendrix? This is more of a Future album. Uh, you know, where it had like Mask Off. I mean, it was it was it was it was very rapping. I liked it though. I liked it. I liked it. Um, I I need to I need to really hear more from this guy though because I I love I love Roddy Rich's style. Uh, I think the melodic style works. He didn't really do that at all in this song, so that kind of took me for a little loop. Um, but overall, it's a cool song. It's a cool song. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say this shit was amazing. It was cool. Hey, as long as he don't sound like he's crying, or like. He he he's cooking a whole bunch of onions so he can make some goosey soup. Hey, then I'm okay. Hey, in the words of Roddy Rich, mm-hmm, that's his that that's his new thing, man. He keeps doing that shit. <laughs> he did it on this song as well. Yo, hey, that humming shit is it's working, man. It's working. It's working. For who? For him <laughs> and for me. I fuck with it. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Russ dropped a song called Paranoid. Did you hear this one? You know, I I heard it. I'm not gonna lie, I heard it briefly. Um, you know what I've what I've liked about what Russ has been doing these last couple of months is he'll drop something tough, and then he'll drop something that's like a commercial hit, and then he'll drop something emotional. Like you can never guess which direction he's gonna go with his music. Paranoid is kind of a combination of all three, in my opinion. Uh, really showing off his sensual side, but at the same time, just this dude that's just real, that's just open. Um, out of all the songs that he's released these last couple of months or this year, it's pro- this is probably my least favorite. But at the end of the day, it's still a very good song. Like that's he doesn't make bad songs. Like at the minimum, you respect what he does as a music maker. And I think this is just another song that you just got to respect his music making abilities. Facts. Facts. You know, yeah, I mean, man, I don't really have anything other other than what you just said. I, I echo pretty much everything that you just said. So let's move on. There's no need to regurgitate. Uh, Bozzy dropped two songs, actually. Uh, one was called Focus featuring 21 Savage. The other one was called Paradise. I, I really like both of these songs. Um, really like the Focus song with 21 Savage. I think Bazi, is it, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Is it Bazi? Is it, is that how you pronounce it? Bazi? I think it's, I think it's Bazi. I I heard Bazi. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think. Um, or Bazazazazi. Bazai. But Bazazi? but no, this is I think the song with Twenty One Savage called Focus is very very strong. You know he has an interesting sound that I think it just it works, man. It works. And, you know 
I've become a real big fan of people who are able to are able to sing, but not give off the feel that they're really, really trying to sing, if that makes sense. Like, I like people who can hold a note. Like, I appreciate a, a, a like a, like a, um, a Post Malone. I, 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 even though I think Post Malone can actually sing and he just doesn't really show it all the time, but he has a really good tone. I think that's really what I'm trying to say. Bozzy's tone when he, when he sings sounds very, very appealing. So I'm interested to hear more music from him because I've heard music from him over the, over the, um, the past couple of years, every now and again. But it seems like he's getting a lot more buzz. And I think the feature with 21 Savage is sort of an indication of that. So if you ask me out of these out of these two songs, which one I like the most, I would actually say I like Paradise better. Um, that one is very, very it's it's very much in the realm of what I just said, which is it's more of singing. It's more of an up tempo sort of feel. I think that's the song that's really going to get him a buzz and really going to establish him. Uh, in terms of what I think he's good at, more so than I think the the one with Twenty One Savage is gonna do. So I don't know, man. Y'all be the judge. What you think of this, man? Well, you know how it goes. It's not about which one is the best, which one's the trendiest, which one's the one that's the most unique. Um. Anyway, so first and foremost, I agree with everything that you're saying. Bozzy's a very interesting artist, and I'm glad that you compare him to Post Malone. Um. He's a pop artist, in my opinion, but a pop artist that can dabble in hip-hop and sound like a natural in hip-hop. Um, with this song with 21 Savage, it sounds like a pop song to me, but at the same time, it has these dark, cold hip-hop elements attached to it that I think is just, you know, it's, it's just dope to listen to. I mean, it, it, in, in, in this day and age, the reason why I think a song like, like, uh, 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 what's the song with 21 Savage? I just said the name and I forgot it now. Wait, which one? Uh, with Post Malone? Yeah. No, 21 Savage and uh, Bozzy. Oh, Focus. Focus. Sorry, thank you. The reason why I think Focus would uh, blow up before Paradise is because it it has the, the the trifecta when it comes to how to make a hit record. It's catchy. It has hip hop elements attached to it, and then it required swag to be utilized throughout. Bozzy's swag is very believable. It's very strong on this song, and you know I just think a lot of people will connect with it. Um, but whatever the case may be, it's no contest. I think they're both really good songs. And if there's somebody to watch for the next two, three years that you think is going to blow up, Bozzy is definitely one of them, one of the, one of the people. Yeah, for sure. And I think what's interesting is as I look at his, um, you know, at least this is what I like to do these days. I like to, you know, hear the song. I like to look at their online presence. I like to see how much their songs are streaming. That gives me an understanding as far as like how many people are actually fucking with this artist, which is kind of obvious, right? But I don't know if people use that all the time to really justify how big somebody is. When you really look at his numbers, Bozzy is actually huge out here. So while he may not be a popular name in the hip-hop world, 
Bozzy is actually a he's actually the number 87 streamed artist in the world on Spotify, which is crazy because there's some people that you would that you would think are more streamed than him that are hip hop. And again, this Bozzy's not hip hop all the way, but there's some people who you think are bigger artists uh, that are not even close to that number in general. Uh, and I can walk you through some of these names who you would probably be like, oh, yeah, they're they're a bigger artist, aren't they? Right. For example. Tory Lanez, would you say Tory Lanez is a, is a bigger artist than Bozzy? Just if you had to just guess before I just said any of this. Of course not. No, seriously. Well, no, no, I mean, no, no, seriously. No, <laughs> not, I, not after what I just said. I'm talking about in general, like your understanding uh-huh. as far of what of what Tory Lanez is doing, how Tory Lanez is very, uh, he's a crossover type artist, right? He doesn't just make music for hip hop, but even when he does make hip hop music, it crosses over to people who are not, all, you know, all the way in hip hop, you know, as well, opposed to is, a Bozzy who you don't really hear like that too much, but they got a fan base. Like, for example, Tory Lanez is actually the number 203 or third streamed artist in the world on Spotify. So because he, he makes he makes so many different songs, but the the problem is he doesn't really have one song that people are continuously playing. That's why Bozzy is more is probably getting more streams. It can be like ninety five percent of his streams are coming from mine, his hit record. Like it, it's it's about like I said, it's it's about connecting with artists. It's about um just you know if you have that one hit record people want to hear it over and over and over again like like for instance this chris brown and drake song that you're talking about yep. no guidance you probably replayed it over 40 times when you're an artist like tory lanes that you make a whole bunch of good records you don't really replay a one record a hundred times but no guidance bozzy's mine what i'm predicting his paradise um, Paradise the song is, with twenty one set yeah, focus. Mine, uh-huh. mine is mine is his number one streamed song. All right, and then followed by, is this song called "Beautiful" featuring Camila Cabello. I mean, yeah. these joints is streamed extremely heavily. We talking about three hundred million. Mine is like yeah. five hundred yeah. million. Yeah, <laughs> so Paradise is almost a hundred million. Like this is these are pop. Pop is on a. We can sit here. I know you said a lot. We can sit here and say hip hop is the most popular genre whatever pop if you are popping in pop is you're not being touched it's untouchable and that's why i think he has such a good uh he has such a good chance of being a really big artist just like post malone post malone is probably above him if i i'm not even looking at the list but i'm, I'm guessing post malone's above him of course if i'm and that's at, because if I'm looking at it right now post malone is probably top 10 if, yeah, if Post guess, Malone is above him. I'm, I'm about to and, look, and, Let me look. And you, and you know why Post Malone's Post, above Post him? Post Malone's number six. <laughs> exactly. You know why Post Malone's above him? Because Post Malone was able to do what Bozzy's trying to do, and that was cross over to the pop genre, but still maintain a hip-hop reach. Still keep hip-hop within arm's length. Yeah, but the, but the question I got to ask you is, I think, and, and I don't know much about Bozzy, so I could be very ignorant, but I will say... I feel like the difference between both of these dudes is that Post Malone actually started within hip hop. I'm not saying he was solely hip hop, 
because you he always showed his his eclectic side, right? But I'm saying, like, Post Malone started out hip hop and then expanded more pop. I feel like it's the other way around with Bozzy, where he's now he started pop and he's coming to the hip hop side. If I had to guess, just by just by the fact that I don't really know this guy, like I don't really know him that well. He's starting to feature with all these hip hop artists. It seems to be coming out of nowhere, and I'm not knocking it, right? But I'm just saying, like the 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 type of the way in which both of them came up seems to be a little different here. Now, while they might be doing the same thing and they might be in the same lane right now, I don't think the comparison is from how they from how they came up to where they are now is identical. I don't I don't think so. Doesn't matter how they got there. They're, they're where they are is where they're both in the same bracket. Doesn't matter how they got there. They're both in the same bracket right now, and that's a bracket that's winning. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's that's not even debatable at all. Um, bottom line, though, I fuck with Bozzy. I, I like everything I'm hearing from this. I guy. think he's gonna blow up. I, I think he's gonna I, blow I, up. I, I like everything I've heard from him. I've been listening to his catalog, and I'm really liking it. He has a he has a unique sound, man. Um, let's move on, man. Shall we? Uh, Common. The legend. The the legendary artist named oh, Common. We put, we put this on this song on here? Oh, yeah, man. This song is... This, you know, here's, here's why I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> By the way, the song is called Her, Her Love, featuring Daniel Caesar. Here's why I want to talk about this song. is because I think right before our very eyes... Common has turned into one of the one of the godfathers of of hip hop. It's 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 so weird because you know I think we all know that Common's been out here for a minute, right? Like that's pretty obvious. Um, and cra- crazy enough, he's still making music. Um, obviously he has a passion for it. This song is about him reflecting. As to him reflecting on on how hip hop has evolved since he started to now, and he and he he basically is name dropping all of the artists that are out today in hip hop, talking about Lil Uzi Vert, all the people who have have evolved the sound of hip hop, and he's he's actually paying homage, like he's not shitting on it at all. So I just thought it was an interesting song from that alone, uh, and it's and it made me. It made it made it quite clear that Common is actually an OG that doesn't really get enough, I think, respect. But nothing more needs to be said, man. This song is it's it's okay. I just wanted to talk about it because of the the more more of the the context behind the actual song. If we're judging the song itself, it's all right. Nothing, I mean, ain't nothing, ain't nothing special. But I thought the message was way more than the actual uh, uh, execution. Or, or replay value of the song itself, but it uh, did you hear this or not? Of course, I've heard it. I heard it. Okay. Well, you know, you, you, if if you recall, Common uh, had a song called "I Still Love Her." Yep. Back in the day, that was kind of his breakout hit. This is kind of a follow up to it, but let's just be real. Like I, I didn't care about it. I haven't really cared about Common's music career, and this is coming from somebody that was a big Common fan. I. Just didn't care, but it was it was a really good song. I mean, it was it was solid. You know, Common has always been able to bridge the gap between R and B and like authentic hip hop together pretty well. Um, but you know, I think I think Common has fully made that transition from rapper to actor slash Microsoft uh, support 
program guy. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man. Yeah, comment out here getting checks, man. You know, very, very, very in a in a very sneaky way. This man is he's he's been man, he's managed to expand his brand beyond belief. I I don't even know if the uh, I don't even know if he he expected his career to go like this because it just seems like this man is everywhere. Like, what the hell is he doing in a Microsoft commercial, being the damn spokesperson, uh, in commercials for them? That like that's just random to me. But it works, it works. Like it doesn't look out of place at all. But uh, anyway, it's because he it's because Common has the greatest voice in human civilization. Hey, you Jeez. might you might be right. Actually, he you know has what? No, actually, a you know voice what? I've I've never in my life heard. Who has, I sit there and be like, yo, this guy's telling the truth all the time, even has, when he's not telling the truth. <laughs> who has a better voice, him or uh, Morgan Freeman? It's a good question. It's <laughs> yo, a very Morgan good question. Freeman's voice might be might be more perfect than common. If if I'm if I'm just if we if if, if we having a debate, I'm going with Morgan Freeman, man. No, nah, Morgan dude, Freeman. That dude don't even sound like a human being. Like Morgan he, Freeman has some slavery to his voice. It's a little, it's a little <laughs> depressing to listen to. Common's voice sounds like a straight up man. Like I'm telling you, anything Common says, I believe. Like Common can literally be like, "Yo, if we just go walk through this water real quick, I'll believe him. I'll say, hey, let's walk through the water.' Like he is, he his voice is outstanding. Yeah, man. All right, let's move on. Uh, Free Nationals dropped a song called Time featuring the late Mac Miller and Cali Uchis. Yo, I I thought this Could song you was... you? Yeah, man. Uche, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm on, I am on that song. Was, except I'm not getting paid at all. The fuck? Yo, where's my manager when you need him? Hey, are you my manager? Of course you, I'm you not should manager. You should manage me and help me get this check, man. Because they, they got my name on this song, which is weird. Uh, you heard this song, right? I did. I enjoyed it. I mean, I think, uh, you know, one thing that, that kind of saddened me about Mac Miller passing was that, you know, I just started getting hit to his sound. He has a very wholesome, very heartwarming, um, organic sound. And in this free national song, you actually get a chance to hear that sound once again. Um, he just kind of sounds like a kid in a candy store on this song, you know, as an artist. Um, obviously, Kalis Uchis, or however her name is, she, she does a great job of, you know, playing Max, you know, friend, counterpart on it with some great vocals. But this song is all about Mac Miller. And just his vibes and just his his youthful approach to making music and something that is just, you know, we we probably took too long to actually give him his prop for. Facts. I uh I, I love this song, man. It's 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 this is music at its finest, um, to be quite honest with you. You know, Free Nationals is actually the band that uh Anderson Pack uses, or Pack, however you want to pronounce that man's name, but he he actually uses them when he goes on tour. Like this is his his band. Um, 
So Free Nationals is more of a collective of people who are just part of a band. I think it's like four or five of them that play all types of different in- instruments, which is why this song is very, very heavy on the live instruments, um, which was right up Mac Miller's career. And you're right, man. You said it. You know, for me, I wasn't really into Mac Miller's whole discography while he was alive. So I'm not going to act like I'm, I was the biggest fan. But this song definitely gave me the the type of i think urgency and sort of the understanding that i think a lot of people who did love mac miller um have because it seems like this was right up his lane man i when you know when i went back and listened to self care um a few months ago when uh when he died <clears throat> you know and then I went back even further. I realized, damn, Mac Miller actually—he's a—he's a true musician. Like that man—that man was actually out here making whole songs that sounded like an entire band was in the studio while he was making it. Like almost like how they used to make music back in the day, right? Where the entire band was in the studio recording while the vocalists were in the next room. So. Yeah, man, this song is fire. Um, I definitely added it to my playlist. Shit, this is definitely in my songs of 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 songs that I will be coming back to repeatedly. So, let's move on, man. Gucci Man, and, I, and you know what? Let's 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 speed it up a bit. Gucci Man dropped a song with Meek Mill called "Backwards." I didn't really care for this song when I first heard it. When I first threw it on, I was like, "All right, what am I gonna listen to?" Eh, eh, eh. About midway in the song, I said, damn, this joint's kind of tight. Like, this joint is kind of tight. You know, it gave me a real old school Gucci Man vibe, you know. I, I feel like I got really punch drunk with Gucci Man putting out commercial sounding music. And while I'm sure he's getting to the bag and doing so, that's just not my flavor of Gucci Man that I like to, you know, listen to. You know, it's, it's just, it's okay. I, I, could, I, I could go without it. This song was sort of him rekindling... I think what we what we historically have known Gucci Man for. So while it doesn't sound extremely dated, I think it gives you that old school feel that I think people who really, 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 really fuck with Gucci Man can appreciate. And I didn't really care for the Meek verse too much, but I, I still think the song was good. What do you think? Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those songs. If you're a hardcore hip hop fan, a trap junkie. A bando loving mother lover, um, you'll love the song. I mean, it's it's vintage Gucci, like you said, vintage Meek Mill. Also, you didn't mention that, um, but it's it's just a solid hip hop song that you know trap trap people will love. Grittiness, grungy, right. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, let's move on. DJ Snake dropped a song with Tiger and J Balvin called "Loco Contigo." I did not hear this song, so what you what you think about it, man? Well, you know, Tiger has had more Spanish songs than Daddy Yankee uh, this year. I mean, you know, if you combine them all together, Tiger's is winning in the reggaeton genre. Anyway. Yeah, you know what's funny is this hey, year. Hey, hey, sorry, not to cut you off. Is reggaeton still a freaking genre? I don't really hear people saying that too often anymore. Of course, it's still a genre. Like I don't hear, I do not hear that word at all. 
Of course, it's still in China. Are you sure? You sure? You sure hasn't evolved into some other some other uh, genre name? But go ahead. It is called reggaeton, my friend. But anyway, um, Tiger, uh, he's been on fire. But this is what I was gonna say before you cut me off. I was gonna say, um. There's certain reggaeton songs that you can just tell is gonna blow up. Like when you heard that song uh, with Beyonce, you just can tell that was gonna blow up. This song is. And not just hip hop clubs. We're talking those douchebag clubs. Yo, that... hey, I lost you for a second. What? Yo, talking to Mike, man. Those douchebag clubs that uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Those douchebag clubs that you know you gotta pay twenty five dollars after twelve thirty. Type. Yo, I can't Hello? hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, man. What, man, okay. hey, stay in one spot, man. What the hell? Are you moving around? I'm, I'm not moving at all. What the hell? <laughs> I'm on my couch right now. All right, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I didn't hear this song at all. I, I might go and check it out, or I might hear it while I'm out, man. Who knows? Uh, you you I'm, will. I'm not really rushing to listen to it. I feel like this song is just going to find me at some point. So yeah, when that happens, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I think about it. Uh, Next song. Lil Duval and Charlemagne the God dropped a song called Black Men Don't Cheat. Probably one of the most, I think, uh, controversial statements uh, that are going around today. I thought the song was cool, man. I, I, I liked it. I liked it. I like how catchy it was. Very simple, right? I mean, it didn't really give you this, like, complex feel. Um it was straight to the point, man. I think I think the, the obvious message that they're trying to get across is trying to push a new narrative amongst black people, but specifically black men. Like, listen, stop cheating on the on your women. And I and I think one of the things that I think people are actually getting uh, very uh, offended by when they hear this <laughs> when they hear this phrase is that it's almost like they're making it seem like black men don't cheat but what i really think they're getting at is trying to tell dudes who are actually mature right who've gotten to a stage in life where <laughs> cheating is no longer acceptable uh i think they're really speaking to those type of people so i think the key word in here is men right i think it's more of a mentality than anything but overall man without getting too deep i like this song a lot this song was cool Jesus, song what was cool, are man. you talking about right there no nah, this is fine <laughs> what what about what i said doesn't make sense uh, not that it didn't make sense but i i think it was it was a deep dive that we didn't need it's fam, simple fam, you don't need any you never you never want a deep dive cheat. Why am I this even having this freaking podcast with you? Do, do, are, do you have any different side other than talking about giraffes and shit? <laughs> like, fam, I had a, I had a, I had a twenty second deeper conversation. Brought it back, and that was a big deal. 
<laughs> you well, rather well, you I mean, rather hear about giraffes, obviously. All right. Okay. Listen, listen. You're talking about it. You listen. <laughs> let me tell you what just happened right now. You talking about a deep narrative uh-huh. about black men don't cheat yeah. from a comedian called Lil Duval and yeah. Charlemagne the God. Yeah. There is absolutely no deep dive to to, to get in from this so, from this title so, or from this song. So let me ask you something. This song me, literally let, is just a troll job. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead, this song go ahead, go ahead. is just a troll job yep. of them trying to say something fun. It was a funny song. That that was it. It was just a funny song. Yo, let me ask you. Let me let me ask you something, because because that was obvious, right? I I think I think everybody knows the song is funny, so it's no point in going from a traditional angle. We get it. The song is fucking funny. The narrative is funny, but let's be honest, yo. Like you don't think that they're actually trying to make a freaking statement and and actually. All right, then you missing you missing the point. Let, mean, let's let's move course, on. You you're you're you're, you're you're not ready to have a real conversation. No, cool. I'm be, I'm be, okay, you're, you're I'm not. Be, Listen, I'm helping you out here. I'm, I don't think I'm, so. I'm just coming from the. I, I'm just coming from. I okay. This is my way of thinking. I heard this song. I, uh-huh. I looked at the title of the song, and I heard what they were saying on the song. I looked at the album artwork. It was just a troll job to make you laugh. I mean, I did not take any lessons learned or directions or anything. So- it was just a song that sounded funny so here's so here's where i was going with that right because you're right the song is funny but where i was going with that was this song is actually i think the purpose of this song is more than just to make people laugh that's really where i'm going at right it's not just oh let's just make a fucking funny song it's they're actually trying to make a funny ass statement but they're 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 masking it behind an actual message the reason i say that is because while the fucking statement is false as hell, because <laughs> it's obviously black dudes out here cheating, I actually have a little bit more context behind the fact that this dude Charlemagne has been saying this shit for like over a year now. Like I've been hearing this him say this shit probably over two years. But him, I swear to God, he's been saying this shit for so long that I understand it's one part of it is being tro- is trolling. The other part about it is he's actually trying to make a statement. He's just masking it in a trolling way, which will get people's attention. That's where I'm going. It's not that deep. It's literally one extra layer that you clearly don't have time for. But nope, you know, not, not, not at all. <laughs> which which is cool. Which is cool. Which is why I which is why I know not to bring certain conversations to you because it's like, bro, you're not even trying to have a conversation. It's <laughs> like, mean, dude, do, do you ever deep dive on anything? It's, it's little, it's all oh, I deep dive on the You want to deep dive on the last song, uh, Loco Contigo. Come on, like, Oh, that was worth a deep dive yeah, because right. that's actually a hit record people will take seriously. If if we hear Lil Duval and Charlamagne in the club, I'm I'm leaving that club. I'm not it, trying to hear that hey, song. That might be a good. That a might real, be a good time. That might be a good time if you hear that song. It's not a real song. <laughs> it's not. A, I deep dive when it when it actually stuff that matters. This song. This song is. It's this a song joke. does not it's a matter. Joke. It's a joke. Obviously, <laughs> but... you shouldn't even be on this list. No, nah, this is not. It's, it's, I think it? I think I think it's interesting, man. It's an interesting song, man. It's funny. Okay. Hey, man, come on, lighten up, man. Jesus Christ, that's a waste. That's a waste of my time. Hey, man, you just wasted my time. Wasted my time with a couple joints, but yeah, it's all good. Let's move on though. Wale dropped a song called Gemini Two, which I heard and I uh, thought it was alright. 
at all. I don't really have much to say about this. I don't know why this is on this list because I didn't think it was that tight to talk about. Personally. I mean, it, it, Wale's in his bag on this. Wale actually is rapping tough. Um, Wale is a really good rapper, first and foremost. Wale is a really good rapper. And when he is focused on trying to show you that he's a good rapper, it's definitely worth a listen. I'm not saying it's the greatest song ever, but it's it's definitely a song where Wale shows that he's he's one of the top rappers when he wants to be. Nah. Which stay tuned, stay tuned, because Wale got some big stuff coming. I can tell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, don't get it twisted. I I'm I'm all for a Wale project and just for Wale music in general. I fuck with Wale, but this joint it was eh, it, it it didn't do anything for me to be honest with you. It did nothing. It did not move me at all. It's not that I thought it was bad, but I just was like, all right, what is this like a throwaway joint that you just felt like putting out a song? Like it, it didn't move me at all. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest song, but I think rapping wise, it was fantastic. Rapping wise, it he was fantastic on it. All right, all right. Uh now on to Trust some me song. on this. Hey, yeah, all right. Hey, we're gonna talk about a song coming up next that I actually completely disagree with you on, but we'll get to that. Um on to some songs that are not so advised. And I'm damn sure not talking about this one. Blueface dropped a song called Daddy featuring Rich the Kid. What'd you think of this, man? I like that joint. What you, what, what, who, who, who put that on ill and not so advised? Hey, or, hey. Or, or not so advised. Hey, I just asked you the same thing about Wale. Gemini. What the fuck? Who, how'd that get on there? I didn't put that on there. I didn't put that on there. The ghost. Anyway. The ghost. <laughs> I mean, I, I so so the song is first and foremost. I mean, if you're expecting Blueface and Rich the Kid to to make uh uh the, the second coming of go Billie ahead and say Jean. Thriller. Do, do, no, do, not do, Thriller, do, not do, today. Billy Jean. Do you think th- do you think Thriller is the <laughs> the, the, the second comer, second coming of of Thriller, the best thing since sliced bread? All right. <laughs> <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead though continue really that, that, you heard have you ever heard of a uh a phrase a go-to phrase that's a go-to phrase thriller is at the pinnacle it's just a little cliche but go ahead, thriller, go ahead. Thriller Wait, i'm gonna act, I'm gonna act like i never heard it every time you say it but go ahead thriller is at the pinnacle hey hey you must not watch first take because they they say the same thing every day but anyway <laughs> um in the end of the day, Rich the Kid and uh, Blueface are not going to make a great record together. That's that's fact. Let's get that wait, out of the way. Wait, what? <laughs> They're not going to make a great record together. That is fact. Let's get that out the way. Okay. So, with that being said, I thought what they were able to come up with on this song was actually pretty decent. It's a mm. solid melody. They're actually staying on beat. And it's a club record. Wait, what? They're staying. All right, go go ahead, man. As I trash the song in a, in a couple seconds, but go ahead. That, you know, that's that's all I got. Stay, did, are you sure you listened to this song? You did you just say they were staying on beat? Like both of them? They were staying on beat. Go go back and listen to it. Oh, I heard it like three times, and I because I wanted to they make sure they are actually staying on beat on that, the song. Nah. Uh, okay. Well, well, when you say they who. Obviously, Rich, we them. know Rich the Kid can rap. We've heard him rap. Yes. I'm not questioning whether he can stay on the beat. We talking about Blueface. Blueface did not stay on the beat. He for the did. Song. He did. But that's he not did. even. But that's not even why the song is not good to me. Because I've heard Blueface plenty of times 
not stay on a beat. So that's not surprising at this point, uh, at least to me. So this song is just just watery. It's it's not good. Like this is this is trash. This song is trash. This song is useless. Why, Why is it trash? It's useless because it has no. It lacks. And I know you're gonna be like, "What? Which which Blueface songs lack con- uh, has content? The song has zero direction. It's not even catchy, uh, and none of their verses were memorable at any point. Like they didn't say anything that was interesting at all. Like I just, it was just a song that came and went to me. It, I mean, and and by the way, I like a couple Blueface songs. My favorite Blueface song is Bleed It. I think that song is tight. Uh, Damn show is not Tatiana. So this is not a matter of me like just shitting on Blueface just because he's Blueface. But I just don't think this song was good at all. This is this is basura. This is what you call basura. Okay. Point blank. <laughs> okay. Hey, man. We, 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 I, I, I'm convinced we didn't hear this. We we did not hear this. <laughs> we song. didn't hear the same I'm song. convinced. Okay. All right. Uh, next song. Matter of fact, what is the next song? Oh, here we go. Boss and JID dropped a song called Fried Rice. And I don't know why this song is on the Not So Advised. You threw it on here, right? A damn sure. I don't believe this was the ghost. Or, or was it? <laughs> who, this was. Th- who threw this the, song on here? The ghost. responsible? Oh, the ghost. Um, this song, this song is actually good. This song, is I good. threw it on there. This song I, is... I thought it was. I thought the song was boring. I mean, I thought for me, you know, when when you got two artists that are are kind of bubbling, you know, your expectation rises for those artists. And when I saw Boss and JID were on a song together, I was excited. I was like, "Yo, I can't wait to listen to it." Mm-hmm. press play on it and it i was just waiting for it to really get started it it was just a basic ass song that just feels like it never got started and it's more so you know is it listenable yes but it's disappointing i i just did not see or feel any flair from it. It, it it's just a song that's forgettable like I I I I actually don't care about the song. Hmm. And it's like I said, it's not bad. It, it's just it's it's disappointing. Disappointing. They can do better. They can do better. And all three of those songs that Dreamville dropped this week, all three of them could have been better in my the, opinion. What was the third one? Are you are you including this one? Kunar and B joint. The 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 uh, down bad. Uh-huh. Uh The other the R and B joint. Yeah. And this one. These those three Dreamville songs or Dreamville related songs, I feel like were just underwhelming. They just sound like album cuts. Nothing really special about any of them. Um, Especially Fried Rice. I thought Fried Rice is just a a blase blase song. Uh, well, they can do better his, than this. His, well, I agree with that part. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, they're they're better than they're better. Well. Boss is better than this, and so is JID. Um, but just because you're better than this, I'm not going to say this shit was not good. So, uh, but nah, I, I thought that, uh, I actually thought Boss had a good performance on this. I really do. I, I thought he actually stood out on this song more than JID. And actually, 
I don't believe this song was part of the whole Dreamville rollout. It just seemed like this was just a random joint. I think the timing was around the same time, but it just feels like this was just a boss song he put out with J.I.D. Um, yeah, it, but they're Dreamville artists. It's, it's yeah, that's Dreamville a, related people. It's Dreamville, I, not not the album. I understand that, but like I, I was talking about because you said like you made it seem like they put all these three at the same time, like part of the um, Revenge of the Dreamers three project coming. I out. didn't say it was part of a body of work, but they all came out. So Bright Rice came out, I believe, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those other two songs came out Thursday. So they came out with two days between each other. Right. So wait, they were all wait. Dreamville related artists. You mean one day between each other? Or one day. <laughs> they came out home. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. two days, right? No, you, <laughs> <laughs> you Wednesday, said, Thursday, you right? Said between, you said between each other, right? So or, that's what you said. Wednesday, Thursday. Not a big two deal. Days. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. But. I, I like this joint though, man. I like it. I like it. I really do. I don't know who who's doing this. You said it was yours. That makes me say, yo, you need to get out. <laughs> you know, you we need to re we need to reevaluate our ill our ill and the not to advise segment, damn it. This joint, I didn't like this, it. Joint, I mean, this joint this joint yo, I this this like segment it. needs to go through freaking quality assurance. <laughs> like <laughs> there's too uh-huh. many freaking songs that are we not on the same page, which is fine. Not a big deal. But, I mean, but, but what, what was it? What, what was what was good about fried rice? What what was good about the song? So, what? So, so I thought number one, I thought the I thought the production was really good. I thought it was really good. I thought I thought the production was actually the I dare say the standout of the song. Uh, at least it 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 made the song. I, again, I'm not saying this. Like let's put it like this. Let me attach numbers to it or a grade. I'm not saying this is an A, right? What I'm saying is this song is more of like a a B minus to a C plus. I don't think it's that great. I don't think it's trash, but I think the beat itself is why the song is good. And number one and number two, Boss is actually going off on this joint. He's going off. He he really is, but but it's in a toned down way. And so if you're if if you're judging it from the standpoint that you're not expecting to hear the most amazing music ever. You just appreciate it for, for what both of these dudes really do well. I think you, and when you look at it through that lens, you'll, you'll, you'll say to yourself, you know what? This joint is, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, Hey man, I'm cool. with Pretty this. good. I'm cool with disagreeing. You know, okay. I thought, I, I, I think it's, it's a good, pretty, I think it's a good song. I say it's average. I say it's, it's, I, see, I say not so advised because it's an average song by people that are capable of making something that's better than average. And, 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 and it's that, a very l- underwhelming song. And so I don't advise. I don't, I'm not going to put it in my library. I, like I, it's, and, and that's, it's, and it's that's gone. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and with that same, I guess that's where I was going with the whole Wale song too. Like to me mm-hmm. personally, I mean, I'm just I'm not I don't mean to steal your exact words, but I'm trying to help I'm trying to like relate it to what you just said. And that's sort of where I'm going with the whole YLA song. It just is average to me. It does it's not anything special. Like at all. So But the thing is that the the special thing about Wale's song is that Wale's performance on it was actually really good. Like his rapping on it was him as at, at his highest level of rapping. 
This one is two dudes that underwhelmed, that put up an underwhelming performance on a song that was just nothing. Like, there's nothing I pulled from the song. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and at this level, they should be doing better than that. Hey, we got to hold them to a higher standard. Who knows, man? This might be, like you said, it could be an album cut, right? Maybe the other two that you mentioned that we talked about earlier, maybe those are album cuts. Although I think the on Got Me, I think it's called Got Me, the Mm -hmm. R&B joint, I actually think that song is really good. I don't believe that's just a average song. Like that joint is, that joint is bordering fire. I don't want to call it fire, but it's, 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 it's leaning more towards fire than average to me. I think it's, it's, it's a good song, but down down bad is down bad. If you're, if you say that song is average and you say that that shit is like more of an album cut and it's not special. I'm completely on board with that. I think look at it from the lens. Think, look at it from the lens of like, I mean, you can't just look at it from your lens because you are a, you know, R and B artist at heart. Like if you're looking at an R&B song from your lens that you feel is high quality in a lot of different aspects, of course you're going to appreciate it. But for somebody that's not an R&B lover, which this is why Ty Dolla Sign's songs don't really get that much popping or get that much publicity, is because Uh-oh. from an from an R&B lens, it's great. Like I and I trust me, I love R&B and I love Ty Dolla Sign stuff is great but when you start talking about its universal appeal when you start talking about what is it that makes it unique what makes it a standout song there's not much you can say that makes got me a standout song there's not much you can say that makes down bad a standout song when you talk about a hip-hop lens that you're looking at outside of the hip-hop lens that's why you know it's funny we, we talk about bozzy what makes bozzy so great is he's able to make a pop song slash R&B song that is able to be seen from different lenses. When you're able to do that, that's when your appeal gets to that next level. So that's why when we're talking about ill and ill-advised, you know, whatever, ill Ill and not so advised, we can sit here and admire a great R&B song or a great hip-hop song all we want. But in the end of the day, if it doesn't have that level of appeal, then, you know, we got to treat it accordingly. Hey. Uh, and for me, I just forgot me. I just, it, it is a great R&B song, but its appeal is almost at zero, in my opinion. Yeah, see, see. And we, I'm just we, being real. See, we, we, I mean, we, 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 just, I, we differ, man. We differ. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying that song is amazing. Don't get it twisted. But I, I mm-hmm. think it's really good. And so when you say appeal, and we can, man, I could probably, we could probably have a, a, a hour long conversation on, on this, on this exact topic, and, and what you actually just brought up about why Ty Dolla Sign's music is not, uh, I think the word wording used was like it wasn't universal appealing or, it's, or, or it's whatever, not, whatever you're getting. It's at. not getting the publicity that it, it should be getting. Yeah. So 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 for me, so for me at least what. Here's how I like to look at I, I like this, this is the type of lens I like to look through with 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 these type of songs, right? Or just music in general. We can have a, a conversation about appeal, right? We can we can have a conversation about which songs will appeal more to the masses and which songs will blow up because they have more of that edge to it. 
which will get people talking, or we can have a conversation about songs that although don't have the obvious appeal that will get the masses talking, it's still a really, really damn good song. And so to me, those are two different conversations. Those are two different conversations. For me personally, I look at Got Me on the latter end of what I just said. It, it's a really, really good song that although it doesn't have that obvious appeal that your average fan who's looking for new music would would uh you know would necessarily reach for or really grab for i i don't want people to look at that and mistake the lack of obvious appeal right from an obvious fan for meaning it's not very damn good that that that's what i'm trying to really get at here so while i agree with a lot of what you're saying about it i still think it's a really damn good song but that's just my opinion this is my opinion I mean, yeah, I mean, not a big deal. It's it's a good opinion, um. You know, in this day and age, appeal is just is just that important. Like, no, I agree with that. It's like, just it, that important. Which is why, if this is a if this is an album cut, I'm I'm which I'm sure it is. Uh, at least I hope it is. Then I think it doesn't matter because if we're expecting them to come with more fire, we won't even be having this conversation when the damn compilation joint drops. <laughs> We're gonna be like, oh, there's 15 songs better than this that have that appeal. Hopefully, I don't know if that exactly. happened, but hey, we'll see. Exactly. I don't know. It was five stops. All right. So, for my ill-advised thoughts, I'm gonna talk about what's going on with Tory Lanez at this point. Uh, a lot of you guys may know. A lot of you guys may have heard what's what's been going on. He encountered a whole lot of criticism, uh, which was primarily sparked on Twitter, but it's sort of, I think, spiraled out of control. But I think some really good conversations are being had. Basically, what happened was he shared a video uh, originally. He put out the video of him filming a music video and depicting what a lot of people have recognized within the industry and also just outside of the industry, which is the fact that black women are not really being coveted and really being shown off the same way that light-skinned women and sort of quote-unquote foreign women are being coveted in music, specifically hip-hop, right? It's been a long, drawn-out conversation that's been going on for decades as to the lack of diversity in music videos, the fact that you see all these Hispanic women and all of this other stuff. So basically what happened is he was filming, at least this is how the story goes, he was filming a music video, and by the way, all this stuff was was on video. He was filming a music video, the director tried to switch out a model who was dark skin with a light skin who would look like a Hispanic woman and and Tory Lanez who was being filmed for his one of his songs that's going to be coming out in a few weeks uh he kind of just stopped the whole video shoot when he saw what was going on 
and he sort of addressed it in the moment. You couldn't tell what, what he was saying, but he put out this video to sort of draw awareness to to uh, what is what has been going on in the music industry, basically saying, look, we know what's been going on in the music industry. Black women are not being uh, 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 really, really coveted. And, and really, I think from that point on, everyone gave Tory Lanez his props. And they said, you know what, Tory, man, thank you for... Thank you for putting out this this positive message. Thank you for opening up the conversation. Everybody knows this is what's been going on. We appreciate you for for doing such. <laughs> and then shortly after that, the girl who was supposedly in the video basically said that Tory Lanez was he was making this whole shit up. And that th- what looked like a video or what looked like a video that was being filmed was actually just staged and it was and it was just sort of put out there for Tory Lane's own personal gain and for him to for people to get on his back and for people to really clap at him for some of the good awareness that he's spreading to this issue that's been going on for a long ass time and he completely denied all of that and he said he would never do something like that. He would never try to try to uh, try to uh, intentionally make up some some bullshit like that for an issue that's actually out, you know out here and and really devaluing. I think people of color. You know, I think a lot of if you talk to a lot of women who really want to have these type of conversations, they'll tell you how they feel. And because I've had these conversations with people in the past, and I'm not making any of this shit up. This is really coming from an idea that has been realized in 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 our culture in our society of how women are being portrayed in the media and what we think of as the most beautiful woman is being coveted by even the rappers you look at some of these some of the music and a lot of the music I'll say and if you look at all the music video not all but if you look at the 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 main music videos of the ones that really get a lot of a lot of buzz and a lot of press we talk about a lot of these stereotypes that these rappers live up to early on the show we were just talking about Tiger and how he looks like this builder rapper where it comes with all of this stereotypical shit that rappers do the bling the cars the money the women and when you see the women it's always a light-skinned european chick so these are some real conversations that have that are being had. And I think while Tory Lanez completely denies that he made this whole story up, I think the bigger thing that's actually going on is the conversation at hand. So me personally, that's what I like to do. I like to draw real conversations out of shit that we see in the music and that we hear in the music to really drive conversation because you know you could shake your ass to to a song all you want you could you could you could you could party and and drink all you want but when you really think about it there's some real some real things that can be had from a lot of these songs that we hear today so i think all of the backlash about this whole incident is accurate if indeed Tory Lanez in fact, staged all of this, which I can't see how somebody would do this, but 
you never know these days, to be honest with you. You don't know what I don't know what's true and what's not true. But what I do know is a fact is that in the media, women of color have been devalued. That's facts. That's facts. You look, you, 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 you go to you you see all of these artists that have that have come out over the last 10, 20 years, and all you hear in the music is I want a foreign chick, I want a foreign this foreign woman da 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 that's all you hear and while you can have preferences i like i'm not going to what i'm not going to do is knock somebody for their preference because you i'm not mad at you for for wanting a for 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 i'm not knocking anybody for wanting who they want but when you start noticing a theme you have to start asking questions and so i think this is a great opportunity to start asking yourself these real questions that nobody ever wants to address, which are, one, is colorism a real thing? I think that's a rhetorical question because we obviously know the answer is yes. Number two, does colorism exist in hip-hop? Again, in my opinion, another rhetorical question, but I think we all know the answer to that question. So while everybody can be up in arms about whether this incident is true or not, to be honest, I don't really care. But if the shit is if the shit is false, Tory Lanez is wilding for that. He's he's I mean to, uh, just whatever. I don't even have to address why that's ridiculous. True or not, the conversation about colorism needs to be addressed, and I think it's a much deeper conversation, one that we don't have enough time on this damn show to address, because it's a it's I think it's a it's a generational. And it's a it's a consciousness type of conversation that really starts with youth. <laughs> like, we, I think we really have to start retraining people to appreciate who they are, and and not seek outside validation from other cultures and 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 type of other cultures and other ethnicities that were once not even accepting of themselves. So again, this is this is not me saying do not interracially date I'm all for that all for it but what I don't like what has been going on and I should say seemingly has been going on is the fact that there has been seemingly a concerted effort from I'll call it hip-hop specifically that highlights and praises people wanting foreign women that's a thing and so we have to start asking ourselves, why is that? We can't just keep brushing this off like it's not a real thing. Like, it's right in your face. Just ask the question. So I want to know what y'all think about this. Because I know I know y'all have a lot of thoughts. But, yeah, man, this is that's my that's my little biased thoughts, man. What, what do you got, man? Well, you know, that, that's interesting that you say that. I, it's, it's something that I always bring up to people. Um, when people say, hey, you hear this a lot, like the women in Miami are beautiful. The women in Brazil are gorgeous. And they tend to be, you know, exotic looking women, right? Um, there's several reasons why people think those are the most beautiful women in the world. Uh, one, I think, is that it's something that everybody go for. Old white men, young white men, old black men, young black men, young Spanish men, old Spanish men, doesn't matter. 
the, it seems like a lot of the women that a lot of people go for is that exotic look, women. That's the one that gets valued. So I think a lot of times when you talk about rappers, they want what is not attainable. That's what they like to brag about. And for your ordinary person, what they consider not attainable is that type of woman. So yes, dark-skinned women, black women are getting devalued in hip-hop for sure. And I think it just goes to that whole, hey, look at me. I got what you can't get. And I think in, in general, you can find beautiful women of all races, all colors, all shades, all intelligent levels, all education levels. But, you know, hip hop is just this imaginary ass world that, you know, people should just not pay as much attention to. I would say. Yeah, man. Anyway, I got me an ill-advised thought. What you got, man? Not a thought, a thought. Watch, um, watch yourself. As you guys may know, uh, just a couple of days ago, it was announced that Jay-Z has become a billionaire. So how did Jay-Z get there is the question. Well, Jay-Z started out as a drug dealer, as some people may know, some people may not know, uh, in Marcy Projects, very dangerous place in New York. From there, he was able to translate his drug dealing ways into music, uh, creating you know, classic albums such as um, The Blueprint, uh, Black Album, Blueprint 2, one of my favorite also. Uh, what else? Life and Times of Sean Carter. And then from there, just dabbling in a whole bunch of other, you know, just investments. From alcohol, you know, he got the Armin de Brignag. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but. 310 million from there with Ace of Spades being one of his key ones. Uh, cash investments. A lot of people don't know that he has uh, a portfolio. A portfolio. His portfolio includes a stake in Uber that is worth an estimated 70 million. I actually did not know that. Um, you know, just purchasing little pieces here and there when it comes to uh, companies and investments. Uh, 100 million from Doucet, uh, Title 100 million, Rock Nation 75 million. Uh, what else we got here? Art Collection 70 million, Real Estate 50 million. Is there something missing in what I'm saying? Yes, there is something missing, and that's his music collection. And his music collection, he's making 75 million. Now, keep in mind, he grinded his way from 1990, let's say four, from 1994 to 2019, at least once every two years, you heard a Jay-Z project or at minimum a Jay-Z song, a single or a feature. 
from 1996 to 2019. That's 23 years. Yet, he's only made 75 million out of his a billion from his music. What that tells me and what that should tell you is that your first career may not always be your most lucrative one. I think if you have a interest, an interest in other things and in, 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 in side jobs, side hustles, if you can find the love for that side hustle, I think that's what, what what's gonna, gonna galvanize you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. That is to me, where the money lays, where, where the, the opportunity to get more money um, is at. For me, the story or the big takeaway that I get from Jay-Z becoming a billionaire is just finding different ways to find passion in your everyday things. Think about it. Everything that I mentioned, alcohol. We all like alcohol. Jay-Z found a way to be lucrative or, or, or to make alcohol a lucrative business for him. Something we all sip, we all drink. He made it make money for him. He took an interest into music, not his own music, just having love for all the music around us. And with title, he was able to get $100 million off of that. Not to include also Rock Nation, which is a music label, which he was able to get $75 million off of. And then you talk about real estate. You talk about all this great stuff. He is just literally looking at our everyday walks of life, stuff that we like to do, stuff that we have interest in, and making it make money for him. So I think... You know, if you do the time to just research Jay Z billion dollar uh, come up, uh, kind of see the structure that he used to get to where he needed to get to, and be inspired. Because personally, I think Jay Z actually changed the game. And and forget the game. Jay Z probably accomplished one of the top let's just say top 10 come-ups I've ever seen in my life. In the history of U.S., maybe. I'm going to even go that far. In the history of U.S., a hustler, a dude that was a drug dealer that made music and was able to garner $1 billion. Let that sink in. And he didn't do it strictly by music. He did it by finding an interest in a variety of things. That come up is a real come up. And we must applaud that man. Mm. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You're right, man. Hey, I think, you know, they teach, they teach people this shit in like, you know, school nowadays, from what I'm hearing, as far as like business school, but really, it's an old ass concept. Like, if you want to be rich, you got to diversify your portfolio. You have to. Yes. You can't. Yes, you, do. you cannot have one stream of income. That is not. That is not how you become 
wealthy. That is not how you become rich uh, at all. You have to do different things. So, yeah, man, Jay-Z, Jay-Z is the, he's, he's one of our, he's probably the strongest model we have, at least in our community, uh, or as in hip hop, right? He's the example of what to do. Like he, he, he just is. So man, you're right, man. Like I think Jay-Z, Jay, actually Beyonce's in there too, man. You know, Beyonce actually has been doing some uh, some crazy ass investing too, from what I've been hearing, investing in uh, Lyft and all these other different ventures and stuff like that. These people got so much money that you you have to you have to use the word venture, like you yes. know you know somebody got money when they start saying oh yeah I have different I have different venture ventures and they don't just say oh I'm doing other things like bro that's just called a venture. that's how you know that's how you know somebody is getting money is when they start using that word just point blank um which i'm not using that word yet but i will so hey we'll use jay-z as an example but that's a good one man it's a good one that's a good one uh yeah you got anything else man because i'm ready to get the hell out of here i need some money hey let's get this venture game up I'm about to get. I'm about to invest in spaghetti. I mean, since it seems like Jay Z is investing in things that he likes, I'm about to invest in spaghetti, Cheez Its, um, countertop, granite, um, tires. I'm, yeah, I'm about to invest in. I, I'm I'm about to starting tomorrow. Hey, I'm investing in stuff. Do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. I don't know if that's going to be a freaking billionaire, but hey, anything is possible, my brother. Anything is possible. I just need to get my I just need to get my dusty ass foot in the door. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, let's get out of here, man. Uh if you like what you heard, if you reached uh, if you reached this far, if you got to us, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Definitely make sure, you know, to, to to support us, man. You know how how else are we gonna get to this billionaire mark? We we're trying to make Dream Vision Network into a venture. God damn it! Like, can can we get some of that money that that Jay Z's getting? That is that is that is that possible? You know what I mean? Like, damn. Yo, I really don't even understand how Jay Z is, uh, how, how he even got that type of money. That shit is incredible. <laughs> that it's shit is actually incredible when you think about it. Um. But anyway, man, yeah, I'm ready to get out of here. So, uh, you got any last thoughts? Uh, no, I do not. All right. Enjoy life. Um, and we're going to see you next time. Absolutely. And on that note, as always, if you're giving advice, make show it's ill. Yes, sir. <laughs>